0: Hey guys, it's me, Blue. Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime with my Fantabulous co-host.
1: Hi, I'm Brad. Fantabulous got used again. Yata. It did,
0: because I couldn't think of another word. I need to start searching these up before we actually start the the um, <laughs> podcast episode, don't I? I have... No, no,
1: I like the spontaneous nature. It gives me something to give you shit about. So what? What can I complain about here?
0: Oh, and I did so well at making that intro so smooth as well.
1: Yeah, I know you got it right. I'm, I'm so proud. There's, there's the first time in over four months.
0: You patronizing fuck.
1: Hey, okay. I just, I'm just here. Okay, you're like the star of the show, and I'm the person who stands in the background. You're like, hey. Come on! Let's go! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's a funny way to describe our dynamic. That's not how I would describe it, but that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> Look, okay, I have a running, like, monologue in my head of what I think. Okay, so I am basically the main character from I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, just more shit-giving instead of very introverted. mm so that's how I see myself, which you have neither seen nor read, no. nor read the manga. So it makes literally no sense to you.
0: Uh, I have the manga in my house. And my brother read it and he owns the manga. Uh, I just haven't stolen it from him yet.
1: Wait, he has the manga for a one-eater pancreas? Yeah. You need to get on this. Actually, no. <laughs> you're You're going to cry.
0: <laughs> yeah. So have you been this week anyways, before we jump into manga, because there is one manga that I do want to talk about, because I read a new manga this week that I want to share with you guys, because I really enjoyed it, and I want to get the second volume.
1: Okay, well, I've been good. The Last of Us, so far, has been absolutely phenomenal. I have absolutely no complaints, 12 out of 10, Masterpiece, um, Marvelous Storytelling. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything because that would be the biggest jackass move that i could possibly make however it's phenomenal i i can't say enough good things about the game i know that you've seen a good bit of my stream so how have you enjoyed what you've seen so far
0: i've really enjoyed it i am super excited to uh because like i'm pretty much watching brad exclusively play it for now um because I don't want to watch somebody else and then get spoiled before I watch it on Brad's stream. So, <laughs> on your stream, yeah. So I... Even though you've
1: missed gigantic chunks?
0: I have. but You can kind of put the pieces together because a lot of the chunks that you miss are just, like, going through killing shit. Actual
1: gameplay. <laughs> yeah, gameplay.
0: Yeah. Um, so the story segments you can kind of piece together uh, pretty easily. And um, I've really, really been enjoying it, and I'm excited to go through and watch other people play as well. Um... But yeah, I, I think it's sick. I think the game mechanics are really, are really cool on it. I think it looks amazing. Um, I think it took some very unexpected turns in the beginning, in the first, within the first two hours. Um, if you know, you know. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm also excited to start seeing some more of these memes that are going to be coming out about it, because I know that the longer it's out, the more memes, the more um, videos, the more fun stuff, is, uh, co- the more content's going to be coming out for it, and I'm excited to see that.
1: hmm I agree. Which, I mean, I guess that's just, like, it's gotten a lot of hate.
0: Yeah, I have seen that from a lot of people as well. Do you think it's just because of what happened within the the second hour of the game, or do you think it is... There's other reasons why.
1: I think that that's primarily what it is, because Mm -hmm. if you watch the trailers leading up to the game, I'm going to try to do this in the most spoiler-free manner possible. If you've seen the trailers leading up to the game, you should have had the inkling of what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. If you didn't, then I'm sorry, but literally everyone that I know, like we all came to the same conclusion Mm -hmm. now. We didn't think it was going to happen the way that it did.
0: Yeah, the way that it happened was was intense.
1: Yeah, that was... (laughs) I'm still scarred. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, like, we didn't know it was going to happen that way, but Naughty Dog released a statement, or the, the director of the game himself released a statement saying that within just a few hours of the game's launch, they received more reviews, or I think even threefold more reviews than what The Last of Us, the first one, got in seven years. Right. So that tells me that as soon as... They got game, to that point. As soon as they got to that, they went out and they made a bunch of reviews, just absolutely shitting on it. And that's not... That's not right. Like, yeah, like, you can't... Yeah,
0: well, that's like reading the first, like, three chapters of a book and saying, oh my god, it's the worst thing I've ever read when you're, like, yeah, you love the series beforehand and you've enjoyed the content up until that point, but just one bad event makes you hate the whole thing and you haven't even given it the full shout? Like, I don't know. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, to where I feel like whenever it comes to stuff like this, it's a good bit of storytelling to do what they did, and it's a good bit of storytelling that's not utilized, in my opinion, enough.
0: Yeah. Well, this is actually something that I find very interesting in from my perspective as a European. I have spoken to quite a few of my friends about this as well, and it tends to be, in general that American, North American content is a lot more fearful of killing off a main character than you see in British or in Asian, like, creations. Things like, I mean, like, for instance, a huge comparison is Twilight versus Harry Potter. And I know people are like, oh my god, you can't compare the two because Twilight was written so differently than Harry Potter and, you know, you can't compare them. But the reactions that they both got. J.K. Rowling got so much hate when killing off so many of the characters in Harry Potter. I mean, so many of the main characters died, the good guys. And then in Twilight, the exact opposite happened and nobody died. And the reactions between them are very different. But you see that that tends to be quite a cultural thing. And I think within the past few years, North America, in the content that they've been making, has been expanding into starting to kill off main characters more. And it's taking an adjustment period, I think, for the audience of those creations to be more willing to accept that this can be a mechanism used to create good stories.
1: Mm -hmm. However, one thing I will say, though, and it's especially true in this case, I've never had any video game outside of these two to drag me to tears. Mm -hmm. Now, had I not been streaming, I would have cried. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I sat here, and I had to stay quiet for a good bit of the stream, because if I had opened my mouth without trying to make jokes, I probably would have cried. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just a testament to how well that they did everything and went about doing it. So, I think if you can bring out that amount of emotion, and even though people are, you know, leaving piss poor reviews on it because of that and it sparked that kind of outrage i feel like that's a good thing i agree this games yeah even though it's poorly rated if you haven't played it and you're on the fence about it because of the ratings go play it seriously it's well worth it it's 30 hours of pure just amazement 100 percent. i cannot i can't recommend a game more Mm -hmm. right now like i'm not done with it so i don't know where the story goes from where i'm at i'm like 20 hours in so i've got i think between 10 to 12 ish hours to go Mm -hmm. but with where i'm at i can't it's probably going to become my favorite game of all time it's probably going to eclipse the first game really just because of they have just ramped up the storytelling Mm -hmm. in this one like i can't I can't describe it, but to me, this one just hits harder Mm -hmm. than the first one. And it just, the way that they, I feel like I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but the way that they, how anybody portrays emotion and portrays character development, like you can't. Good character development trumps just about any other thing in storytelling to me. Mm -hmm. And the way that they're going about it and the way that they make Ellie sell what she does Throughout the game, like, it's just, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Absolute masterpiece. But yeah, so, that's that. That's about all I've gotten into, other than work, work, and more work. Now that I'm back to work, I feel like I can't stop working. (laughs) Yeah, but that's life. How's everything going for you? And more importantly, how is this manga that you started?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. So, recently it was my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, brother. And he... We obviously got him presents for his birthday, Um and one of the things that we tend to do for his Christmas and birthday is I will go with my mom to the bookstore, uh, because my mom doesn't really know anything about manga. She tries her best, um, but she doesn't know anything about manga. <laughs> she doesn't know anything about anime. She doesn't know anything about video games or anything that my brother and I are both interested in. And so whenever it comes around to my brother's birthday or Christmas, um, I go with my mom and I help her pick out a bunch of things for my brother. And so when we were in uh, the bookstore, I happened across um, this manga that I thought that's going to be right up his alley. That sounds like a load of fun. Um, I'll get him the first volume of that. And then he can decide whether or not he wants to, you know, read it online or go and get the second volume or what, you know, I just figured I've never heard of this one before, but it looks like he'll really enjoy it. So I'll get him that one. And then I also got him a couple of second volumes and third volumes of things that he already had and a couple of things that he'd, he'd wanted. Um, but this one, uh, I, he opened it on his birthday and he goes, oh, I've read that. It was really good. And I'm sitting there going, shit. <laughs> 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 like, how was I supposed to know? But um, he was super happy to have the the, co- the copy of because he read it online. So he was super happy to have the volume anyways, um, because he does like to collect them. But he said, if you want to read it, um, I can go ahead and lend it to you. And, and I recommend it because it's, it's actually really good. And so I was like, okay. So, um I took his birthday present um and <laughs> and I have it in front of me now. And it's called Delicious in Dungeon by Ryoko Kyo QI. Kyo- 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 I can speak by Ryoku, Ryoko QI, <laughs> Kyo- and it's really really good. So the basis of it is I you got your main character, I don't know remember his name. But I like got your name in like the first right away bit here. Laios, 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 that's our main character's name. Um, So Laios is part of a party in um, a kind of runescape style world, you know, your basic, you know, going on an adventure in dungeons. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: uh, his sister gets... Taken by a dragon in this dungeon, and the rest of his party all run out of money, and they have to go and save his sister, who is now like trapped in this dungeon. And they all got kicked from the dungeon, and and now they're at the, the entrance again, and they have no money. So he's like, "Oh, it's okay. I'm just gonna go into the dungeons and find her." And his party's like, "No, what are you talking about? You have to, you have to like save up money and stuff, and we have to get food and and all this kind of stuff." And he's like, "Well, you know." I don't have time. We just have to go. And uh, so you could stay outside. I'll sell your gear and I'll get food that way. And then I'll just go into the dungeons. And they're like, no, but you like, we'll help you. We're part of your party members. We'll come with you. We'll figure out a way. And so they just walk back into the dungeons again with no food. And he's like, we're going to cook the monsters. And so it's basically an entire manga about them. Cooking monsters and recipes and how to make them taste nice and which parts of them are poisonous and which end of a basilisk is actually the real end and which ends the tail. And it's so funny. It's, it's so funny and stupid. It's just like, yeah, this, this party is going on this mission to save his sister, but, um, the whole story is just that I'm trying to figure out different ways to cook mushrooms with legs and. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm humored by this concept. It sounds really interesting. I may have to give it a try yeah. after I finish up everything else that I'm trying to watch and read.
0: Mm-hmm. I do now. I do definitely recommend you check it out. It is a lot of fun. Um, the first volume is seven chapters, and uh, I greatly enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to getting my hands on the second volume, or maybe just hopping online and finding it um, there if it's if it's available on on a site to read the second volume. So that's my anime recommendation of the week. <laughs> my anime, my my manga <laughs> recommendation of the
1: week. So as far as anime and stuff goes, thanks to our topic for today, I've gone back and rewatched Fuka just because the entire uh-huh. time I was watching this, I was just thinking of Fuka the entire time because it was very similar in ways to the show and more or less to me the manga because in Fuka's case and we'll talk about this uh-huh. whenever we cover it in august almost said next month but this is going out on the 28th so still june
0: (laughs) still june
1: but um yeah like i was just thinking about it the entire time so therefore i'm cramming in all of the um i'm cramming in all the fuca as far as the show's concerned because i kind of wanted to relive the music itself versus having to imagine it yeah and that's one thing i really like because in the manga there's a song that i'll I thought I would never get to hear, because it's the last song that they actually write and make in the manga. And so, the artist who did all of the Japanese recordings of the song went in and actually recorded the song. I don't know how it was written. All I can say is I am so beyond happy that we actually got it, because it's it's phenomenal. It's what I always could have hoped for, because the music in the show is top-notch, so... Yeah, it's been nice to go back and relive all the songs because I think I've read the manga through three times now. Mm -hmm. It's just something I like to go back and read every now and then because whenever it was coming out week to week, I was reading it and then once it was all done, binged it all. And then while I was living in Georgia, I had nothing better to do at work, so I binged it all again. because mm-hmm. we were so beyond slow and i have a feeling i'm gonna restart it again here before we actually cover it just to kind of refresh refresh my memory because i i'm not gonna pick apart the anime because i watched the anime first and i loved the anime now i don't like what funimation did with the dub since they went in and redid it but i still love the anime mm-hmm. it's great it's a fun time yeah so i've been re-watching it and so that's been fun. I've also started watching SAO Alicization in English. Right. Just so I can try to get caught up because it's coming back in a week and a half and I'm so excited.
0: I did see about that. You there were uh, talking for a second about if they are listening to the to the music of, of manga. So when you finally get to listen to the music of manga. And it just gave me the idea that I think would make so much money in specific areas. But imagine you're at like some anime convention, right? You're at Anime Expo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you see a a pop-up restaurant that's, we're going to play an episode of Food Wars and bring you the food to eat that they have in the show right there on the screen while we're playing it. And while they're playing it, we're going to have waiters come out and serve it to you so you can taste what's in the show. Just like you hear the music in the manga, we're going to make you taste what's in the- Oh my god, that million dollar idea right there.
1: Um, would you like for me to burst your bubble?
0: Have they already done it?
1: Fine Bros has actually done a try not to eat challenge. Oh, I did with it. see
0: that. Maybe that's where it went in my brain. And it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'd have, I have, I'd have it be a legit thing, and then I'd have it be like, um, what is that? A uh, bed and bed and breakfasts for beasts? Is that another one? Bed and breakfast for uh, spirits? I think so I think
1: you recommended this too. Yeah, there was. And there I was think one I started I it. I didn't ago. finish, but you. Yeah, you recommended it to me. I think it's still probably chilling in my anime queue. I started it, but never finished it. There's
0: so many food animes that you could do that with, though. But Food Wars would obviously be the most popular because it is the most well-known food anime right now.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of those recipes that I would honestly love to try to perfect and make. Because I think, like you said, like a pop-up restaurant at an anime convention... And especially if you could, like, sell the food and whatnot. Well, yeah, that's yeah. I feel like you could make bank. You could
0: make so much money. Especially if they, like, the, the bentos and stuff. You could even, I guarantee, you could buy those freaking peanut butter covered squids as well.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, the
0: gross food. I bet people, because people buy, like, Bertie Botts Every Flavor Beans from Harry Potter because they want to, like give their friends something gross or like they want to try it like aren't you curious about the the squid with the peanut butter and how bad it actually tastes
1: i know there was a guy going around the convention circuit last year who was cosplaying as soma i did see that actually running around and like feeding people peanut butter covered squid
0: i i saw that i saw that i think um i think he was actually like re-instagrammed or something like i think they they instagrammed him somebody official did i think
1: so and yeah, and I was like, "That's legit. That's awesome. I uh, I want to do this now. Like, I need this in my life. And honestly, I would love to cosplay Soma at a convention. I think that'd be legit, and it wouldn't be that hard of a cosplay either. I think the wig would be the hardest part.
0: No, really not. Quite comfortable as
1: well. Oh yeah, cause it's like it's very comp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very comf clothes. All you gotta do is just find an apron and a excessively long headband
0: and a black shirt with <laughs> what his what's the name of his family."
1: yuki Hira? is
0: it just yuki Hiro Diner? it is just yuki Hiro Diner. yeah uh-huh. on it
1: you say this like we aren't massive fans of the show
0: <laughs> it's been a while okay give me a break
1: <laughs> i will give no breaks like i said i am here solely for the shit giving that is no, my position true. in the podcast that's what you that's hired true. me on for
0: <laughs> it's what i hired you on for so like we didn't come up with this idea as a joint thing <laughs> i am now brad's boss <laughs> this is how this works now
1: (laughs) behind the scenes of mine and blue's friendship anytime we talk about something it's just always yes boss all the time
0: honestly yeah i know he always (laughs) responds to everything with yes boss and i'm like you are aware that this is a 50 50 partnership there dude right
1: (laughs) but it's not even about that it's like it's just like everything anytime i'm having a rough time she's like you need to take care of yourself dude i'm like yes boss
0: yeah it's like hey dude you cool you good fam he's like yes boss (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh i love it. it it's an interesting dynamic i couldn't i couldn't be happier with it
0: <laughs> yeah and i always call him like fam or mate or dude it's rarely brad
1: yeah i get dude a lot
0: dude yeah i like you get <laughs> but dude? it
1: humors me it, it it humors me a lot
0: <laughs> hey dude how are you you up what's up dude you good dude <laughs> my inner <laughs> california surfer dude just like coming out there
1: It's because you're a
0: brad. That's why. It's because you're like, hey man, I'm brad. Like, that's why. Like, I'm brad. Like, all I do is surf and just, like, check out those gnarly waves, dude.
1: Your your SoCal impression (laughs) of me is right on par with your ash.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just my generic male voice. If I'm just doing a male, like, it's just, it goes really, like, gravelly. And, like, like you can't breathe properly.
1: gravelly you want to talk about gravelly
0: but with ashes more like um pikachu where are you? yeah he's more animated he like takes more effort i don't know why bulbasaur hey pikachu
1: the biggest difference is that you just take it up a few octaves That's i it. just
0: take it up a few octaves i just do it in kind of my natural pitch
1: <laughs> whereas for me like i don't i don't know where my tone of voice is gonna be for the day i feel like I feel like for the podcast, I try to lighten it up a little bit because if I sat here in my usual really deep tone, it might not be as fun. It might not sound as animated. I in don't know. In my
0: usual really deep tone, I just talk like this.
1: I mean, you're you're not wrong. This,
0: this is my Brad impression. I am so manly.
1: <laughs> deep voice. <laughs>
0: I, I don't have that low register at all.
1: Not only that, but the added southern twang to that. I, I'm uh, so manly. And I see trees of green, <laughs> red roses too. So, while you're at it, can I hear your rendition of Country Roads, Country please?
0: Country Roads, take me home. To the place I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I that got, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. What buy tickets to this performance, please?
0: <laughs> now it's your turn. Try it. So. News. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Look, okay, you can't ask me to sing at my most nasally, okay? That, that's not That's your, not fair.
0: That's not your most nasally. This is your most nasally, okay?
1: Look, stop pinching your nose and trying to make fun of me. This
0: is your captain speaking? <laughs>
1: This is your captain speaking. We are now moving on to the news. (laughs) Blue will not be able to get this out of me this evening. Thank you. (laughs) Bing, bing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) I
0: don't know, fam. I don't know.
1: Oh, all I'm hearing is just Dakota just going, Brad, why are you like this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brad, why are you like this? That's my Dakota impression.
1: Why are you like this? <laughs> I, I'm i sending this podcast to him now.
0: No, Dakota! <laughs> I'm sorry!
1: <laughs> oh, this is great. I love this. I'm so glad we came up with this idea. Like, ha- happy 4 month anniversary, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. We've been at this for a little while now.
1: We have. We have. I, I'm enjoying this. This is so much fun. I can't remember if I've said this or not, but, like, this is genuinely a highlight of my week.
0: (laughs) Aww, that's so sweet.
1: I I look forward to it. Plus, it gives me an excuse to watch anime and also gives Blue not an excuse to try to run away and hide, considering she doesn't like to play card games anymore. Baka.
0: (laughs) I'm, so, well, I keep telling you, give me a day.
1: And I keep telling you that it's your stream schedule, fam, since I don't stream anymore.
0: <laughs> nah, just give me a day and I'll, I'll work around you. You're the one who has a full-time mm. job that, like, actually does, like, job stuff.
1: I mean, you're right. And <laughs> here's the thing, okay? I've moved back home. Mm-hmm. I take a demotion at work, which, as of right now, should have only taken me out about four hours each week. But they've cut my hours, too. So that puts me back with even more time on my hands, and yet now, I'm busier than I've ever been.
0: Podcast and friends.
1: Oh yeah, and it's only going to get worse too. Considering because you're going be to get a puppy. A puppy.
0: Have you decided which one you're going to get yet?
1: So as far as color goes, I'm probably going to end up with a black one. Okay. Is that a boy or a girl? I would prefer to go with a girl. Yeah. And I want to get it a pink color, and I want to name it Sakura.
0: Aww. That's really cute.
1: That's all I want out of life.
0: One thing to note with girls is if you have a nice lawn, you are not going to have a nice lawn anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they're... um, Uh, it's a fantastic thing to bring up on podcast their urine has a particularly high um, ammonia level and it kills grass
1: oh okay
0: Um, it's okay if you like throw water over it like as soon as they pee Um, but like we don't like we have two girls we're not gonna go (laughs) like and do that every time they pee because they pee like a hundred times a day but uh, yeah you can buy like rocks and stuff that are supposed to help lower the levels and stuff but it we haven't found anything that actually works and that doesn't, like, affect their stomachs or anything. Because, like, quite often it's, like, things you have to put in their food or other things like that. And we just find that it's not worth it, you know? Hmm.
1: So all I'm hearing is, is the local college campus is going to have a rough time then with their gardener. Yeah,
0: yeah they're going to have some patchy grass. Uh, but I guarantee they probably already have grass, like, patchy grass. You'll start noticing it now you're a dog owner. Um, you'll start noticing it and you'll be like, ah, oh, that's a dog pee puddle. Um, and that's why that grass hasn't grown.
1: <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah,
0: that explains it. Yeah, you'll you'll be able to tell which houses have female dogs when you like walk along and you look in their yards. It's like, okay, they I know they have a dog and their dog is female. They have a female dog. They have a female dog. But um, female dogs are also better for training before um, uh, they get either snipped or um, spayed. Because, well, obviously a female dog's going to get spayed, but like um, male dogs tend to scent houses before they are neutered. And so you should have less toilet training troubles because of, with a female dog.
1: Well, I mean, good news is I'm in charge of yard maintenance. So less work for me (laughs) means I'm a lot happier person. Mm. Yeah. Okay. My brain is dead your brain is dead news my brain is dead oh that's right news first piece of news the violet evergarden film has gotten its new release date oh september 18th ah so i guess that means we're probably gonna be waiting about six to eight months afterwards before we actually get it or rather i get it since you're in canada canada you're you're in trouble I'll get to go watch it in theaters, and you'll just have to hear me rant and rave about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be fine if I lived in, like, Toronto or Vancouver or something, but I live in the middle of literal buttfuck nowhere, so... um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm not getting it.
1: Well, you see, it used to be that same way here, but <clears throat> Chattanooga, the next town over, they've actually gotten better about showing most films. More
0: international films? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, like... Dragon Ball, whenever they release a film like Battle of the Gods, Resurrection F, like we got them at the theater here in Cleveland. However, whenever Broly dropped, every single theater got it, basically. Mm-hmm. So it just shows that anime here in the US is becoming more and more prominent, mm-hmm. or at least more and more theaters are willing to take a chance with them. So,
0: yeah, well, theaters have been one of those industries that have been losing a lot of money recently. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if they can hit those like niche audiences, they're going to benefit from that. I think anime is a good a good avenue for them. Oh
1: yeah, because I told you about the first My Hero film, didn't I? You did. Yeah, like it sold out right off the bat, and Broly was the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I got tickets the second they dropped because otherwise I wouldn't have like we wouldn't have been able to get them. And whenever we went to the actual showing of it people were lined out the theater doors to be able to get in. Like it was huge, but also really cool to see, like all of my fellow weebs going out to support a film. So, yeah, definitely can't complain about that at all. So, I'll be excited to actually be able to see this whenever it eventually comes out. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Violet Evergarden is phenomenal. I've said that a lot on here, but I mm-hmm. I can't state mm-hmm. it enough. It is an absolutely wonderful anime. For a show that came out week to week everywhere but the U.S., it was beautifully done for a week to week show. Mm -hmm. I don't know many animes that can touch it as far as a week to week show goes. So I'm looking forward to actually getting a film and seeing what they're going to do with it, where they're going to go. Because the way that it ended, I don't know, fam. I hope they don't go the direction (laughs) I think they're going to go with it, but I'm looking forward to it nonetheless.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We
1: will definitely see and for the next piece of news there's an absolutely lovely looking film coming out that got delayed however you know what i'm talking about i sent you the promo picture for it josie the tiger and the fish Mm -hmm. i am so looking forward to this it looks absolutely adorable i'm sad it got delayed but you know what i'm willing to wait It looks absolutely beautiful. I think the story is going to be absolutely adorable. I hope they don't break our hearts with it, but... Yeah. I'm willing to... I'm willing to wait, because it's also Studio Bones that's doing it. Like, that's the My Hero Studio. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Or at least the animation's gonna be great. I'll say that.
0: I am excited for it, but I'm also very prepared that they're just gonna shatter our hearts and make us sob.
1: I feel you on that. If they do, I'll accept it. Like, it'll be fine. I say that now. I'm gonna be absolutely heartbroken, but... Worth it. Worth every bit of it.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I'm. I'm scared that (laughs) I'm scared about it. I (laughs) I. I think you guys know that I can only handle so much emotion before I like need a break. And I think that that's going to be one of those ones where I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to need to just not have emotions for like a good couple months (laughs) and then I. I can watch something more emotional again. Like I'm still recovering from the last time that we watched Your Lay in April. I find that so draining to watch that I'm just like oh my god I just I I can't I can't do this with, like, these people that manage to watch heartbreaking things over and over and over and over again. I'm like, how? Like, Brad, like, you just, you're like, oh, this was sad, okay. Now I'm gonna watch something that's even sadder. Okay, now next week I'm gonna watch this, that where the main character just dies, and then next week I'm gonna watch this, where, like, the main character's love interest dies, and then they never get over it, and then they die, and it's forever sad. And then at the very last scene, you get to see the mom of the two people that, the the two moms of the people that die They're just crying and all alone in their basement. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) So
1: what you're telling me is I need to stop suggesting things like Violet Evergarden, A Silent Voice, Orange. Like, look, fam, I got heartbreak for days.
0: yeah like you have so much more tolerance for <laughs> for sad stuff than i do well,
1: it's like i'm a sucker for master for storytelling like uh, the last of us like i'm totally okay with it
0: i'm just like hey you want to check out this stupid anime that i found like and you're like hey you want to check out my heart that's on a plate <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs>
1: Well, it's like, I'm down for all kinds of anime. Like, I don't, like, even with sports anime, I was just telling you, like, I want to watch tennis anime. Like, I'm totally fine with watching any and all kinds of anime, as long as it's not shit.
0: Yeah, I think that maybe we should take a venture into Baby Steps, um, which is a tennis anime. It's got a little bit of romance to it, and I think it'd be a good one for you to watch for a more slice of life kind of casual
1: i'm totally down um sports anime because Mm -hmm. yeah i'm always down for slice of life you should know this yeah a silent voice Fuka, all these brilliant upcoming stuff that we've got in the works kids (laughs) on a slope i'm down
0: yeah oh god kids on a slope that's gonna take it out of me
1: look music month is gonna suck
0: (laughs) music month is gonna suck so bad i'm gonna need somebody's gonna need to put me to bed after music month, they're gonna be like, hey, hey Blue, go to bed. I'm um, yeah, like, okay,
1: I'm gonna go to go, bed go now. Go take nap.
0: <laughs> go take a nap. Like go go just hide in a hole and watch Are You Lost and Daily Lives of High School Boys? No, just and, tonic read, <laughs> and read ton- and watch tonic King and read um Dungeons uh Delicious in Dungeons. I can remember the name of an anim- of a manga that's like right next to me.
1: Honestly, if you were to watch something that's absolutely adorable, not watch something. Well, I mean, it is an anime, too, but if you want to read something that's absolutely adorable and can take your mind off of anything, Sweetness and Lightning.
0: What's that about?
1: It's about a dad and his daughter that likes to cook. Aww. I I say, I say he likes to cook. The dad is shit at cooking. Absolute shit. But he's a teacher, and so one of his students- If I'm remembering this correctly, it's been over a year since I've read it, but I think one of his students is just like, oh, hey, I know how to cook. You want to learn how to cook? And he, like, teaches them how to cook so that way his daughter can stop eating shit food because I think he makes, like, kid cuisine and microwave dinners because he just, like, he is atrocious at cooking (laughs) aww so he teaches him how to cook so his daughter could be like oh we're actually eating good
0: that's cute
1: it's absolutely adorable and I know I've sent you the clip of the little girl that's like walking along the street lines talking about sharks because if she steps off the shark song I've sent you this right?
0: I don't know I don't think you have because I would remember sharks
1: I'm gonna send this to you right now, so I don't forget. Because I don't think I don't
0: think the podcast knows how much I love sharks.
1: I don't think they do, but I know how much you love sharks with your shark mugs and everything.
0: Yeah, my Lego sharks that I have on my shelves for my stream setup. Like, like guys, I freaking love sharks. Sharks are my favorite animal of all time. I think they are sick. I love all kinds of sharks. I want to see some great whites breaching out of that water there and and getting some seals dancing on their noses and possibly catching a seal. I freaking love sharks, my dude, but I will never go in one of those shark cages. (laughs) Nope, not happening. I love sharks. I will stay on land. Thank you very much.
1: I feel like this is going to become your song about life now. This is going to become your theme song.
0: I will definitely check that out at
1: this point going forward after the recording. Because, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be right up your alley.
0: I'm excited to hear it.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely adorable.
0: Baby shark doo 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 doo.
1: I quit. I'm leaving. <laughs> this podcast recording is done. <laughs> I cannot I cannot with good conscience stand that damn song. <laughs>
0: Fish are friends, not food.
1: I mean, you're right.
0: I'm right. I know I'm right. And fish are friends, not food.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have we got any other news?
1: So, last piece of news, because it ties into something we've already talked about. Crunchyroll has released their full line of summer anime. Mm. And your boy is not going to have any fucking time anymore. Oh, no already don't have time. It's going to get worse.
0: What have we got lined up?
1: We have, for their new titles or stuff that wasn't pushed back, although some of these are definitely new titles, you have The God of High School starting on July 6th. Right. I've watched the trailer for it. I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be good, but also it's going to be dubbed at the same time. So I feel like I'm probably going to watch the dub on this one, unless I can just tell that it's kind of bleh, then I'll switch back to the sub. But anytime I can watch something dubbed now and then move around to other things, I'm totally down.
0: Yeah, I do feel like dubs are getting better and better and better.
1: Mm-hmm. They definitely are, without a doubt, until, you know, Funimation decides to go in and redub some stuff and add English music that I think.
0: It's over 9,000!
1: Oh, that's fine. I'll give it a pass. <laughs> Even though it's 8,000. But you know what? I'll give it a pass. It's fine. (laughs) And then ReZero Season 2.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm stoked as well for ReZero Season... What is it? Season Mm 2? Oh my god, that first season felt like it was two seasons. That was such a long... I mean, not like dragged out or anything. It was really good. Um, We actually did a previous podcast episode on that. So if you haven't listened to our ReZero podcast, definitely check that out. Because, yeah, we both really enjoyed it. And I actually don't remember what we rated it, but I feel like we both rated it really high.
1: I think I rated it a nine. Yeah. Looking back on it, probably a nine. Yeah,
0: something pretty high. I feel like it would have been like a seven and a half, eight for me. Um, I definitely really enjoyed it.
1: If you want to see one of the best confession scenes in anime, oh my God. followed up by the most crushing rejection, watch ReZero. And
0: then check out all the <laughs> memes based on it, because those memes are hilarious.
1: Oh, I post all of the memes about it, which, if you like memes, especially anime-related memes, check out the Instagram, out the Instagram. for the podcast at BNB Anime. <laughs> shameless promo (laughs) yeah shameless anyway yeah we post daily memes there and I only bring this up because it's topical but also memes
0: also memes yeah uh brad's the one who pretty much runs the instagram i handle the twitter and i am not so good at the meme thing so i normally just ask stupid questions like for instance today was what's your favorite thing to go in a bento because i'm so creative and uh sometimes i just post updates about the podcast and sometimes i get really mad at brad on twitter
1: i don't know what i did to deserve this <laughs> no joke blue and i like to throw shade at one another since we both exclusively run <laughs> like one or the <laughs> other there's shade being thrown and i i don't ever know until i get a notification on my phone mm-hmm. that somebody is like something and then i read it and i'm like <gasps>
0: Well, the thing about it is, is like Brad can tag me and stuff on Instagram, whereas Brad doesn't have a Twitter, so I can't tag him in tweets that I make from the B and B anime account. So he just has to find out later on about it because he doesn't get tagged in it. So uh, yeah, it's actually hilarious that I can let things slip through for like a couple of hours even like a day or two at a time and then like occasionally i'll just get this like notification of somebody liking a response to that and i'm like oh brad responded to this Uh
1: (laughs) and that's the thing like i'll do that too but i'm also sneaky about it to where i don't (laughs) yeah like i won't tag blue in it just for giggles so yeah it it's a lot of fun it's a great dynamic
0: we do have a good time
1: but yeah rezero season two Blue, you'd better watch this week to week because otherwise oh. I'm gonna spoil it. Because I'm gonna talk about everything, like all these stuff that I'm gonna talk that I'm gonna be oh. watching week to week. I'm gonna talk about it and I'm gonna talk about it in depth because it's gonna be great. Oh.
0: Okay, I will do my best to watch it week to week.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like I'm gonna talk about it, <laughs> but I'll try to keep it as spoiler free <laughs> as possible. <laughs> but I'm gonna talk about it because I am I'm am so excited. I can tell. And then also other stuff coming out. There appears to be an harem anime, at least from what I got from the trailer. It's going to be a harem anime. And who doesn't like a good harem anime (laughs) that's a good slice of life comedy?
0: Why not, eh? Why not?
1: I mean, Data Live is probably in... I can't say it's in one of my top ten animes, because it's definitely not. I've seen better. But it is in... (laughs) It's in my top ten harem anime.
0: (laughs) Have you ever watched a reverse harem?
1: I'm trying to think. Oh shit. What was that anime? Um, Is it like Kiss Him, Not Me, maybe?
0: Ah, uh, I've seen that advertised all over the place.
1: I watched it. I don't remember much about it, so I don't...
0: Don't know how good it was? Well, obviously not amazing, because you didn't remember it.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like I was just like kind of passively watched it. Like, with what I'm doing with FUCA right now, I turn it on, and then I work on your mm-hmm. Twitch stuff. Mm-hmm. Because for those that don't know, I'm in charge of all of Blue's art thingy magics on Twitch.
0: Mm-hmm. He is. Because
1: it's, it's fun, and she gives me too much creative control, so <laughs> sucks for her if it all goes wrong. <laughs>
0: Brad does digital art, and I do not do digital art by any means, so I'm just like, hey, go wild like you do you.
1: Tis true, Tis but true. too much freedom. Like, I'm gonna start hiding Easter eggs and all of your shit.
0: No, honestly, do that, because, like, my favorite thing is when artists are just given free reign and just do their shit. Like, it's- it's the best.
1: Yeah, but then you're gonna- you're gonna get the final copy of your Twitch overlay thingies, and you're just gonna have me peeking through the window. Why
0: the fuck not, dude? Like, do it. Although, that would make you seem creepier, considering you're drawing my bedroom. (laughs)
1: Look, you asked for this, Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's not a good response to that circumstance, Brad.
1: I know, but you asked me to draw it. Okay,
0: that's worded much better.
1: You're right, it is. (laughs) I'm not good at words. (laughs) 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 Uh, Cancelled, we cancelled,
0: off the air, get them out of here.
1: uh, I'm going home. Are you not already home? (laughs) You're right, but I'm going home. (laughs) That that's been me today, honestly. <laughs> that is that that is my life.
0: Oh. Hugs for Brad.
1: Yes. Send sent all the hugs.
0: Sing song. Just to turn it around. I don't know the yes. words to that, by the way. I always get them wrong.
1: <laughs> uh and you know what? I accept it.
0: <laughs> I accept the wrong
1: lyrics. Graciously, graciously accept. Please sing more. The people, the people ask for it. Oh no,
0: your ears will stop bleeding. (laughs) We'll leave it there.
1: (laughs) So other anime dropping, because I'm not going to go through the full list because it's a lot, but I'm going to go through all the big titles and stuff that I'm excited for. Fire Force season two. Oh, okay. Is going to be dropping this summer. So that's another big title. Fire Force, the first season, like took off. Yeah. Like, I don't think many people expected it to take off the way that it did. And then my goodness, did it.
0: It exploded.
1: I haven't seen anything about it, so I don't...
0: I'm very curious.
1: Yeah, I feel like we should cover it, just so we get it knocked out of the way. Mm -hmm. And then, returning stuff that started in the spring that got postponed to now, Digimon is back.
0: Digimon, digital monsters. Sorry.
1: Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's coming back, and it's gonna begin airing again Actually, it's already airing as of the release date on this. It's set to begin airing on the 27th right. of this month. And then an anime that I'm very excited about, Sword Art, is coming back on the 11th, and I am so excited. Such excitement! <laughs> oh, yeah. Alcization, the entire arc for SAO 3 and then SAO 4, if that's what you want to call it, the War of the Underworld arc, whatever you want to call it. Has been absolutely phenomenal. It is, in my opinion, the best that the SAO anime has been. Mm -hmm. I can't speak highly enough about it. I am very excited for it to be coming back. It's going to be releasing on the 11th of July. Okay. And then one that I know you're going to be excited about it, Major Second Season 2. Yeah. Is going to be returning on July 11th also.
0: Yes, I am excited about that. I uh, haven't watched, I think it was the first two episodes that got released before COVID happened. And I didn't watch them, mainly because I don't really tend to watch things week to week, as you guys know. But also, so many shows were getting cancelled by that point. I was like, I don't want to start anything and then have... Like to wait. So I
1: um, uh, pull a brad with what I'm gonna talk about next. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I um I did wait to watch it and I'm excited for it to start coming back out again. And when it starts coming back out again, I will or like just before it starts coming back out again, I'll watch the first season again. Um and I'm very tempted to watch all of Major all the way through again.
1: How the fuck are you gonna find it? Because I tried, okay, so here's a little tidbit. This is the second time Blue and I have tried to sit down and discuss this. However, I'm going to talk about it this time, too. We gave each other homework. I legitimately tried to do the homework. I tried to sit down and watch Major. I was going to watch the first episode because I wanted to know what all the hoopla was about and how Blue said I was going to cry because challenge accepted. I couldn't find it anywhere. Now, what could be found everywhere? The Promised Neverland that somebody didn't watch the first episode of.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I had to give you shit.
0: <laughs> um, I didn't because I completely uh-huh. yes. forgot.
1: reasons? Uh-huh. I
0: just forgot. <clears throat> it just slipped my mind. And, um, I, I just, I didn't, it didn't happen for me. <laughs> I sneezed three times <laughs> and because I sneezed, Three times. Um, I couldn't do it.
1: (laughs) So all I imagine whenever you tell me that. So I'm not, I don't know how familiar you are with Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball characters. However, there is one character that is relevant in Dragon Ball and then not relevant anywhere else in Dragon Ball Z, GT, Super, even though we don't talk about GT. There's a character called Launch. Launch is <laughs> launch is a really interesting character, because whenever she is in her blue-haired state, is one of the sweetest, nicest characters you'll ever meet. But whenever she sneezes, her hair goes blonde, and she turns into a robbing <laughs> maniac.
0: Okay, I, I had no idea what you were going on about, but I feel like somebody has spoken about this somewhere before, and I was watching a video on it, and yeah, okay, I'm with you.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing about Launch. Here's the reason she's not relevant in any other bit of the series. Toriyama forgot she existed.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard this before. I don't know if you've told me this before. Or, yeah, like...
1: we've talked about it. I don't know if we, like, discussed it whenever we were, like, trying to do YouTube videos or if we've just discussed it at some point. But yeah, like, <laughs> forgot this woman existed. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious, and
1: yet it's it's such a tragedy because she's such a cool character. Like that's such a cool concept. Every time you sneeze, like you change, and so that that's all I got <laughs> out of that. While you were trying to talk about, <laughs> you're trying to talk about that.
0: Anyway, what is the next anime that you're super excited for to continue coming out for?
1: Um, it's an anime that you and I are both as excited about. Excited. Food Wars.
0: Food Wars. <laughs> Shokugeki no Sama
1: hi and it's also something that blue and i are going to be covering very soon actually
0: mm, yeah
1: i'm excited i got pissed whenever it got pushed back because i was like no because mm-hmm. i was watching it week to Why? week
0: yeah but i haven't seen any of it so far so
1: you should be both happy and disappointed with yourself
0: <laughs> i'm just gonna be happy <laughs>
1: Because those those first two episodes were glorious.
0: Yeah, but then there was no third, so...
1: Yes, but first two episodes were glorious, though, fam. Mm,
0: Yeah, and they're not going to become any less glorious just because I didn't watch them as soon as they released.
1: Mm, Yeah, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Baka.
0: What? That's just my my nickname now, I feel like. Just more than anything else, it's just become like, oh yeah, that's
1: just another name for... It is like besides just calling you banana, it's now just baka. <laughs>
0: Blue banana baka, just all bees.
1: I am a fan of alliteration.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell.
1: <laughs> it's like prickles, like that. That had to happen. No, actually, that's not alliteration. I was gonna
0: say, what are you going on about?
1: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. What is my life anyway? And then continuing simulcasts that are b- going to be coming out in the summer. One Piece. Because shocker, black clover, and And that's all the big ones Ooh. that I see. Yeah, summer's gonna be a very busy time. I am very excited for a lot of the stuff that's coming out.
0: Yeah, I am excited as well.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot to talk about. We're
0: gonna have a lot to talk about.
1: We're also about to have a lot to talk about now because we have our Given topic.
0: Our uh, give, uh, given topic, uh, which just so happens <laughs> to be given.
1: Um, yeah, I, I had to do something there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is our Pride podcast. Um, throw up that that mad, mad respect, mad pride, mad all that shit. Ah, uh,
1: you know what we didn't do for the second time? We didn't do we the, th- the
0: Pride intro. Recorded pride. this part.
1: Yeah, we did. We didn't be we like Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Although, Month. Yeah, Happy Pride Month. I know
0: it's right <laughs> at the end of Pride Month, but um, yeah, we wanted to do an episode that is dedicated to Pride, uh, because why not rainbows and shit and equality? We're all down for that, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so we I figured that I would um get Brad to watch Given, which is something that was on your to watch list, right?
1: It was. Whenever it was coming out, like, everybody was raving about mm-hmm. it and how they were talking about how the storytelling and everything was mm-hmm. yeah, really good. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, um, I'm down to watch it. Yeah. And then I didn't get around to it. Mm-hmm.
0: And I had already watched it because i went through a big phase of watching different types of music animes and different types of music within music animes and i got into like a rock and kind of thing phase like a rock and pop and band phase and stumbled so across this at
1: that point i'm surprised you didn't watch fuga at that point then. yeah
0: i don't know why it didn't it didn't stumble in my recommendations i yeah, I just maybe I read the description of it and skipped through it. I'm not sure. I don't know. I no recollection.
1: And like, I don't. I don't even know how I ran across Fuka either. Honestly, I bet it was Coda. Probably. I bet it was Coda. If in
0: doubt, blame Coda.
1: Well, I I think I watched it for the first time like back whenever I was first getting back into anime. Maybe. Mm-hmm. When did Fuka come out? We'll talk about it whenever we cover the anime. Yeah. But yeah, now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> anyway.
0: But yeah, so I had already watched it, and when we were discussing whether or not, what we would cover for this month, um, and I pitched the idea of us doing a Pride anime.
1: This was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah,
0: and when Brad said, oh, I haven't watched that, and that's a that's a BL anime, and I went, oh, you know, I actually have seen it, and it's really good, so I recommend that we do watch it. And so that's how we kind of decided on Given for our, our BL anime. So yeah. Just putting that out there. It is a BL anime, but it is, um, just a really sweet romance. Uh, for a quick over, I guess we'll do the overview now because I'm already on the vibe to doing it before we do the background information. It's a, it's a really sweet anime about two high school lads. One of them has a guitar that is, uh, has a broken string. Um, And he's real sad about the fact that it has a broken string and he doesn't know how to play guitar and he thinks that the guitar is broken. And he bumps into this other guy at school and this other guy is like, what are you moping about for? I'll just change the guitar strings. And he does. And they get talking. They're wanting to like learn music together. And and this other guy who changed the strings on on his guitar is actually like a really good guitarist, kind of a prodigy in guitar, but also like there's an really necessarily prodigies in the same sense. Like, when you think prodigies, you tend to think, like, you are lie in April or, you know, something. It's not like he's, he's self-taught and kind of grungy and, you know, into English UK rock and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's... He is a prodigy, but not in the same sense. Of, like, academic prodigy, I guess. And, uh, yeah, the two of them just kind of get to know each other, and it's about the... One of theirs history, in particular... Um, and uh, why he has the guitar, how he came upon the guitar, and about this other guy's band and them developing music together and eventually writing a song together. And it's about their relationship developing, and it's a really sweet show, but I will also give trigger warnings um, for this anime um, for suicide and uh, abuse. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest trigger warnings that I want to put out there before... Any of you guys who haven't seen the show, jump into it. Just wanna make sure that you're aware that those two I think that's probably the two biggest trigger warnings. I
1: think so. Yeah. I feel like that's all that I was
0: Oh um to talk about. Uh alcohol abuse. Well, that's another thing. And yeah, so but that's that's kind of the overview of it. And um uh I think it's I think it's a really sweet anime. But yeah, Brad's gonna tell you now a little bit more about the background of it.
1: So Given was initially a manga that was written by Mm -hmm. natsuki kizu that began its original run on april 30th of 2013 and is still running to this day for a total of five volumes the show itself was directed by hikaru yamaguchi who doesn't have a lot of big titles to his name however he has done some stuff on gintama which is why i have that in my notes that makes a lot more sense now me big brain (laughs) (laughs) The episode originally ran in... July of 2019 through September of 2019 for a total of 11 episodes and currently has a film in development as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. The film was supposed to be released this year, but I'm not entirely sure if it is going to be released this year because of all of the delays from Corona, but it was they initially advertised it as being released in 2020.
1: I don't know because I'm not that familiar with the studio, so I don't know if it would be able to... Push through and still release this year but to my knowledge like the demon slayer film is still set to release in october i don't think it's been delayed yet mm-hmm. there's still hope with it being set to release that late in the year yeah there's hope
0: yeah um and i think the film just picks up from where you leave off at the end of this anime as well i don't think it's like a side story
1: yeah it's bunny girl senpai film all over again yeah <laughs> which we oh we need to watch it <laughs> we do we do yeah, tis tis all the background that I have on the show.
0: Okay, I guess we will put up a spoiler wall, spoiler warning, um, from here on out because we're gonna dive straight into the discussion, um, of Given. Uh, oh wait, uh, how many episodes is it? It 11. is. Oh, okay, <laughs> so it's an eleven episode anime. So, yeah, not too, not too long.
1: Very easily bingeable. I think I binged it in a day.
0: Yeah, I did too. I watched it in a day. And I think I watched it in a day the first time I watched it as well. It's very, very
1: bingeable. But you are the bench queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so episode one of Given is called Boys in a Band. Ue no Yama. Ue no Yama. Okay, I'm probably going to say his name wrong throughout this entire thing. Oh, also, that's one thing that I will say their names change um halfway through the anime, not because their names change, just because they stop introducing themselves on a last name basis and switch to introducing themselves or like talking to each other on a first name basis as they get to know each other, which is obviously how names work in, in Japan or when you go by a last name basis. Like in UK schools and stuff, quite often you go on a last name basis as well. So but yeah anyway <laughs> sidetrack um uh, but yeah i continue referring to them all the way through the show via their last name in my notes just so that i wouldn't get confused and anybody who hasn't seen the show listening also wouldn't get confused uh by me suddenly calling all the characters a different name so i always refer to them by their last names throughout these notes just so i i clear that up so yuenoyama is a nap loving student i actually don't know what year he is in high school
1: I think they're second years.
0: Second years? Okay.
1: Cuz I think the main character is in class 210 and our secondary main character is in class 29.
0: Right. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Aha! I have good memory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um yeah, but he is a nap-loving student who um is kind of pulling some Tanaka-kun vibes when he <laughs> with the amount that he falls asleep at his desk. And he decides that he's going to go find his regular spot to catch some Z's during, I think, lunch break. Um, but when he gets there, he finds another student hugging onto a very expensive Gibson guitar with a broken string. Um, and Ueno Yama gets frustrated and he's just like, "Uh, and when this kid is just sitting there hugging this broken guitar and he's being all sad. And uh, Ueno Yama just goes and like sits down and, like, tries to nap, but he can't nap because this kid is just being sad and moping next to him. So he gets frustrated. And there's just, like, a quick montage of him collecting supplies and then all of a sudden, like, and and fixing the strings. Um, Because, yeah, this kid was looking there like, oh my god, the world is over. Um, We then find out that his name is Sato, and he starts asking um, Ueno Yama to teach him to play the guitar. Because he's like, oh my god, you know so much teach me to play guitar. But he gets refused over and over and over again, and Sato uh, follows him all the way to his band practice, despite uh, just like the fact that he's been rejected all the way through the day. Um, he's like, no, I'm just gonna sneakily follow him and like hide behind this bush whenever he looks back. He's <laughs> not not being sneaky at all. But yeah, he ends up um, going to the band practice and getting introduced to the other two members in Ueno Yama's band it turns out that Ueno Yama is a, like, guitar prodigy, as I mentioned earlier, but he's kind of lost his initial passion that he had for playing guitar, um, because he, you know, like, when you first learn something, you have that, like, oh my god, like, I want to learn it and, like, do cool stuff with it, you know what I mean? And he, as he practiced for for the years that he has been playing, because he started playing around middle school, um, so he's been playing probably four or five years at this point, and he's playing really well. Um, and he's lost that kind of, like, fire that he had when he first started playing, and he's just playing the notes that are kind of on the page. But for some reason, during this practice that Sato is now sitting in on, he's, like, playing really well, and he's, like, on fire, and he's having a really good jam session with his guys. And this is when you're introduced to the other two band members. Um, you got the drummer, Kaji, K- <laughs> Kaji and uh, the bassist, um, Haruko. Haruki. Sorry and Yama tells Sato to um, go practice with the light music club because he's like, I'm still not going to teach you but you can learn stuff with the light music club in school and like they'll teach you all the stuff that you need to know but he ends up starting to feel guilty and kind of concerned when Sato doesn't show up anymore to the nap spot despite the fact that he was showing up there for days and days and days to pester him about teaching him to play guitar and all of a sudden he's not showing up there um, but magically, he pops up at the band's practice location, and he is so pleased with himself because he can now change the strings on his own, uh, he can now change the strings on his own, and he can tune it. Um And he's also, uh, his left hand is also covered in band-aids from him popping blisters from practicing so hard. Um, I feel like anyone who's ever played a string instrument knows that feeling Roll well. I... Don't know it from first-hand experience, but my dad actually plays the banjo. Weird fact about my family. Um, So uh, I have seen
1: my dad's... What? I feel like this is the only time that I've heard this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, my dad plays the banjo my brother plays the piano accordion um i played the piano my mom plays the mandolin i play the most boring instrument out of my family
1: uh no you play the most elegant and beautiful instrument
0: thank you very much i started with the
1: flute
0: um and then the piccolo and then uh...
1: the flute what like everybody like has to learn how to play in school or the recorder
0: yeah it's a recorder not a flute
1: close enough
0: a flute is very different.
1: Close enough.
0: Okay, you can play a, a flute in an orchestra. I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone playing a recorder in an orchestra.
1: Close enough.
0: Uh, side note, I want to go back to playing the flute and the piccolo because I want to go to a renaissance fair and walk around playing the piccolo. Do it. I like. I want to just be able to like take a f- flute out of a case and just play Lord of the Rings and have my elves come and... Ah, oh, it'd be sick. It'd be so cool to just go to a renaissance fair and start playing the flute. Just sit down and start playing the flute. Like, how freaking cool. Okay, anyways. Going off on a tangent. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, when he's at the band practice and he's showing the fact that his fingers are all covered in band-aids, or plasters, sorry, no product placement, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Sato asks again, please teach me more about the guitar. And that is the end of episode one. So, okay, this was your initial introduction into the show what were your first impressions
1: i was like "Hmm, okay this is interesting and it was one of those things to where i knew where the show was going right so i was like oh okay i like the dynamic that's being introduced here yeah so
0: is this your first bl that you've watched it is ah
1: well i can't necessarily say this isn't the first pride thing that i've ever watched Mm -hmm. because i have seen and read the manga for Citrus. Right. But it was definitely my first BL introduction, so I was like, okay, this is interesting. And honestly, I think it was a really good introduction to the genre.
0: It's it's a difficult genre because obviously it's paired with a lot of scandalous content. <laughs> hmm So you get shows like this that are just, like, wholesome and um, just, like, a simple romance between high schoolers. And then you get hentai (laughs) right so yeah it's it's i mean you get that with any kind of genre but bl already has a stigma on it and then because the label is so all-encompassing with elevations of the amount of exposure i guess you end up with like there's a, a lot of shows that you see that people refuse to watch because of the BL tag because in their mind, it's not that they're a- against BL or anything, it's just that in their mind, it's, oh, that's hentai, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So that's like the, the first thing that they, they go to. Their reputation is slowly changing, but there's some really fantastic content out there. There's an anime, I think it's called Number 6 or NO6, um, that's a really, really good, I think it's a post-apocalyptic anime, and it's tagged BL, but the main characters in it I wouldn't consider to be in love in a relationship emotionally involved with each other romantically. I would just consider to have gone through a bunch of trauma and needed comfort Mm -hmm. and found that in each other and just so happened to both be boys, you know, but I wouldn't even consider them to be in a romantic relationship. Because of the dynamic of what happened during the this uh, utopian society that wasn't really utopian, I don't know. It's fantastic anime, and I do highly recommend it. But I find that it doesn't have. It's got very, very mixed ratings because people rate it very, very lowly uh, low because they are prejudice, and then uh, really high ratings from people that have that are regular watchers of BL and other kinds of anime, were just like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And because of that, it's kind of like middle of the road rated. But I do recommend it. If you like the utopian, like, apocalyptic kind of animes, it's one that I highly recommend because it tends to get skipped over a lot and people don't really see it because of the BL label on it. That's barely even a factor in the show. Like, if you watch it, you'll see that it's barely even a factor in all of the episodes. I think it there's possibly, like, three seconds in total in which that tag could be applied. hmm You know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. I don't know. Because I feel like there's some really good content out there that gets skipped over because of the fact that it's tagged BL.
1: hmm And that's the thing. Like, especially with this show... Like it's worth mm-hmm. watching. Like without a doubt. Yeah. I I definitely enjoyed it and I'm more than willing to check out more stuff too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the same it's the same with um
1: I don't know, there's like so much
0: content out there that's really, really good, but people don't watch it because they're prejudiced or because it's tagged something mm-hmm. and they think it is something else. Like, I mean, not it's not everybody that'll watch it because they're prejudice it's a lot of people that just don't they think oh my god that's just not for me that's just not my kind of content and i totally respect that but i don't think that everything that is labeled that way should be taken that way you know like it is definitely a huge Mm -hmm. scale and there's stuff on there that's like okay that's for a specific type of person then there's other thing on there that's just like oh this is just a sweet anime or oh this is just like there's a really cool utopian thing anyway I'm i'm rambling about it because I, I feel like there's a, a stigma that needs to be broken down. Because there's some really cool shit out there and people aren't watching it. And you should watch it. <laughs> anyway, episode two is Like Someone in Love. Um, so Yui Yama starts working hard at teaching Sato the very basics of guitar. Um, and the other band members are starting to kind of notice a change um, in behavior. Um, overtaking Sato under his wing. And um, they're starting to notice like, oh my god, he's like actually, you know, getting passionate about music again. Um, and his classmates are also kind of getting curious about why those two are starting to spend so much time together, because they're both kind of loners, both had those very similar personality types of not wanting to get involved with other people. Ayama definitely has more friends than Sato, um, and you find out why later, but he was kind of like, he only has friends because they pull him in, as opposed to him interacting with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wants to know more and more about Sato as well. Because, like, why he has such an expensive guitar is a huge question. It's like, oh my god, you don't even know how to play? Like, was it your dad's? And Sato reveals that he actually doesn't have a dad. Stuck your foot in it there, mate. I put in my notes.
1: (laughs) I just looked at it as typical anime trope.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, I know, right? Either they don't have a mom or they don't have a dad. Or they don't have any parents. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, Sato has a song that's, like, really stuck in his head. um, And he can't get it out of his head. So then Yuno Yama's just like, hey what is this song? Like, I want to hear the song that's stuck in your head. And so Sato starts singing. And when he does, uh, Yuanayama just goes, join the band. And that's the end of, of episode two. What did you think when you ha- first heard him singing?
1: I mean, it wasn't as, like, brown breaking or er, words, groundbreaking. brown yeah. <laughs> It wasn't as groundbreaking <laughs> for me as he made it seem. But it definitely had Yeah, I
0: I agree with you.
1: Because he made it seem like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And I was like, Yeah. Kose and Cowdy singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in July and <laughs> April sounded better to me. But it was like, okay, really good development. I like it. Continue, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of where I was at as well. It it was very projected to be like this is the best voice he's ever heard or like this is supposed to be like this life-changing music changing voice and i don't know if it was the song if it was the fact that he's supposed to just be like acoustically singing in a hallway um on some stairs in school you know so it meant that obviously there's no accompaniment or you know like they didn't add any effects to his voice like any noticeable effects to his Mm -hmm. voice or maybe it was the lyrics or well not the lyrics the tune because it was just a tune Um, so the lack of lyrics, I don't know what the circumstances were, but I agree with you. I found it lackluster and kind of disappointing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we'll get to a point later in the show where I was like, okay, that's really good. But at this point I was just like, this is an anime about music. And
0: that wasn't a good example. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It it was just like, what is this?
0: Yeah. No, I, I am 100% with you. I think that that, well, I mean, it's an anime about music and that's the first time you hear real music In the anime because up until this point you hear like a couple notes being played and uh, a couple strum like things but like you haven't heard oh i mean you've heard the band play but like there's no emotional music there's
1: been no vocals to this point
0: yeah there's been no vocals and there's been no emotion behind the music other than i guess the jam session but that's kind of like upbeat this is supposed to be like more like vulnerable emotion and it's supposed to make you feel something and I don't think that it accomplished its mission. And I just, I don't know what they I don't know why I I because like, the singer's a really good singer, so it's not like he can't sing. Like they should have chosen a different singer because the singer's a really good singer, and you get to see that later on. But something about that just didn't do it for me. And I'm glad that you're kind of on this. Well, I'm not glad that you're on the same opinion because I was hoping that you would feel something. But I don't know. Like I'm glad that I'm not like oh my god, my ears are my ears aren't working.
1: Yeah, like definitely not bad, but definitely not great. And will. We'll have this discussion again in August whenever we talk about Fuka because I think whenever I first heard the English dub singing for that, I immediately messaged you and was like, do not watch the dub.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I think you did, okay. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting point to bring up then, and in comparison to Given as well. But yeah, episode Mm -hmm. three is Somebody Else. Yama asks Sato to join the band after hearing his singing, but Sato rejected him, saying, I don't think I should. Um, and there's this girl that's kind of watching over their friendship and she's weirding me out. Um, <laughs> I have actually... So I, I've watched this anime twice. Um, so I did know what was going to happen, but I did put that in my notes, even though I knew what was going to happen later on, specifically because um, she is important, but you see her popping up. I think even in the episode before in episode two, you start seeing her popping up. And I think it's either in this episode or the next episode that, that she actually has a crush on Yama, So, bear that in mind, there is a girl that's crushing on him, and she's kind of watching over their friendship. And Yama gets laughed at by his bandmates for getting rejected, Um and the bassist, Taruki, tells him to up his communication game, because he's like, uh, he was like, no, I, I don't think I should join the band, and he didn't ask him, why do you say that? He was just like, oh, okay, and then got depressed. Because he didn't say no, he just said, I don't think I should, which requires further investigation, but he doesn't know how to communicate. Um, So yeah, they all laughed at him. It was like, hey dude, like start talking, you know, listening, like interact with people like a human, um, which I'm still learning to do. So, you know, I can't blame him too bad. Um,
1: What is, what is human interaction?
0: <laughs> what is human? I don't know. Uh, But anyway, Sato, uh, Sato actually ends up going for an interview at a small concert venue and get the job, got the job, because in the previous episode, or maybe earlier in this episode, I'm not sure, um, when he's hanging out with the band, um, they're all basically saying, like, if you want to be part of a band, there's something that you need. It's one thing that you need if you ever want to be a part of a band, and you can't be a part of a band without it. And he's like, what is it? What is it that I need? It's like, a part-time job. Um, and so um he ends up going for an interview and ends up getting a job at a small concert venue. So it's basically just like a... Uh, just like a like city club, like... The, have a few tables and chairs, some standing room and a small stage and then like a bar um, kind of area. And I think they even have a music shop out front um, or like a, yeah, not like a music supply shop, like a music selling shop. Yeah, it's just a small concert venue uh, that you tend to have all over cities and stuff. And he ends up getting a job there. And Noyama starts, uh, he decides that he's going to wait outside for him so that he can ask him again about joining the band. Um, but as he did this, another high school student, Hiragi, who start like who just like shows up out of nowhere starts asking Sato questions and he's from a different high school and he asks if he's carrying Yuki's guitar. Sato just freaks out and runs for it and Yama follows him and asks him what the heck happened but Sato doesn't explain. He actually reveals though that the reason that he doesn't want to join the band is because um, he has been told he lacks expression and Yuenoyama strongly disagrees because the singing shook him to the core. Uh, Kaji actually happens to overhear this. He's just like hanging out. And Sato ends up singing again. And um then he joins the band. This is the second time we've heard him sing. What did you feel like this time in comparison to the previous episode?
1: I don't know. Like it still wasn't it still wasn't hitting with me. Mm-hmm at this point and again a lot of it is because i knew i had heard the song mm-hmm. that's to come later because crunchy had posted the video on facebook and so of course i watched it because i was like "Ooh, music and then this is what like drew me to want to watch the show even more and i was like "Ooh, this is this is really good so i knew i knew what was to come and again i was just like eh, it, "It's mm-hmm. it's not there for me like it's making more sense like I'm yeah I get where it's coming from but it's it's still it's still not for me fam it still sounded just like it did before
0: there was more emotion behind it obviously there was more emotion in the circumstance in which he's singing at this time so I do feel like it was elevated slightly but it was still not there yet um for me either um but on the right track increasing in like getting better but not there yet um yeah, yeah I agree um so episode 4 is fluorescent adolescent which is really fun to say and i recommend you say that to yourself just right now because it's fun. Um <laughs> I know it's fun to say. Uh anyway, you and Ayama and Sato are um getting closer and they um they start working together a lot more on music. Like the lessons, the guitar lessons are uh pretty much like every lunchtime hanging out a lot more. They now have band practice together. Um, they're hanging out, like, after class. is not playing basketball with his friends anymore so he can hang out with him and, like, play guitar together. And they're just, like, mingling, getting to know each other and getting close. Um, and Yama has been working on moulding the tune in Sato's head into an actual song. Um, and Yama, Oh, yeah, Yama's older sister and Kaiji are uh, broken up. So the um, drummer in the band, they used to date, or at least at this point, in the show, you think that they're, that they are used, that they used to be dating. And they're broken up, but they're still kind of dating. At least that's kind of how it's projected to you at this point. But anyway, Yuenoyama takes a Sato on a mission to find, um, an effects petal. Pe- petal? Pedal. <laughs> Not a petal, a pedal. Um, but he wants to find, uh, but the one that he wants is too expensive. So they end up going to a secondhand music shop to find a used one. And Sato gets it on layaway. Uh, basically, he saved like 50 bucks on it. It was a pretty good deal. Um, and uh, they ended up discussing music tastes. Yuenoyama likes British rock. Yes, boy, do appreciate that. I love me some British rock. I'm all about that British rock. It's what I listen to a good portion of the day. Whenever I'm listening to music, chances are it's, it's Dire Straits, it's T-Rex. It's all kinds of different I, yeah, that's my genre. That's what I grew up listening to. I'm all about it, boy. Uh, anyway, before I go into my music tastes, we'll just swiftly move on. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they start thinking that the band kind of works better because they all have different music tastes. They're not all like sharing the same kind of music tastes. And they found that when they were in bands previously, where they all had common interests, they actually clashed a lot more than having um, more of a branching variety of music because it brings in different genres, different vibes, um, and they have a lot more freedom with it. Uh, this is where you also find out that Kaiji, the uh, drummer, is a music major at university with classical violin, which was an interesting development. Um, he does not look like a violinist not that violinists have to look a certain way but you know what I mean
1: mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: when you think you're lying April and then you go to this and you think violinist like,
1: like big big nah fam
0: <laughs> big difference big difference um, <laughs> but anyway just some random chick and a stalker girl um, she's not a stalker at all she's just a normal high school girl who has a crush on him and is like normal uh, but in my notes she's a freaking stalker they see Yonoyama and Sato out um, when they're out and about getting the effects pedal. And um, this girl tells um, this girl who has a crush. I actually wrote her name down. I actually don't know where I wrote the name down. I could just swear I wrote the name down somewhere. But I don't know where I wrote it. So, uh, maybe we'll st- stumble across my notes later with it. Where, my, where it's in my notes. I don't know. Maybe we won't. <laughs> maybe she'll just remain nameless. But anyway, this girl who has a crush on him, she finds out from this other random girl that um, who went to the same middle school as Sato um, that there are rumours about him and she informs the girl who has a crush about these rumours. Um, and we don't know what those rumours are yet, but not cool. Don't don't spread rumours about people, guys. It, it's not nice. Um, and that's the end of episode four. Did, okay, I know you knew some information about this show before you went into watching it. Did you have any idea about what the rumors would be about
1: no i did not now once like like all i knew about it going into it was that it was a bl anime and i knew that song going into it but the second that like i saw him with the guitar and being like dead in the face i knew exactly where it was going Oh, okay. Like I picked up on it immediately yeah. because I've seen enough anime like this to have that inkling, yeah. like just with his mannerisms and yeah. everything. A lot of that came from shows like Relife and whatnot to where I've seen those people who have had that sort of trauma mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, okay this shit got dark real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why I put those trigger warnings.
1: Like this show was a lot darker than what I thought it was going to be.
0: It's pretty intense. Um, Haruki has been in love with, Kaiji, uh, with Kaji for two years. And they're the, for the whole two years that they've known each other. So that's our bassist and our uh, drummer. And Haruki, the bassist, was uh, the one to kind of form the band. He saw Yuenayama as a child prodigy performing in a small concert venue just as a solo guitarist and really wanted him to be a part of like wanted to be a band um with him but he didn't want to approach him without having a drummer to persuade him because like as a bassist not having a drummer or something else to be able to approach this prodigy guitarist he was like there's no way that he's going to want to be a part of my band especially considering that Yuenoyama had been fighting previously with his um bandmates that he supposedly had at the time even though he was doing a solo performance at that time uh he was fighting with his bandmates and uh haruki specifically wanted to get Yuoyama as part of his band so that he could give him freedom which is exactly what his bandmates were not doing with him at the time that they had like this prodigy guitarist and they weren't giving him the ability to just create and play as he wanted and haruki wanted to get him as part of his band so that he could allow him to have that freedom and try and make him blossom as a guitarist uh, which was really cool to see some background on how the the band formed as a trio um, and he ends up, uh, he knew, uh, uh, Kaji from university, he knew that he was a music major because he'd seen him walking around with his violin, but he didn't know that he played the drums until they were in a class together and he saw him carrying, uh, like a hi-hat or something in a case, and then he starts questioning him, do you play guitar? Uh, do you play guitar? Do you play guitar with that hi-hat over there? Um, <laughs> no, do you play the drums? Um and yeah he starts to form the band together because of that but he is actually beginning to find it really hard to keep his cool as kaiji starts um, invading his home basically whenever he gets drunk kaiji is a motorbike driver and obviously don't drink and drive kids Um, and they would go out drinking and he would forget that he drove there and have to crash at haruki's place until he could go back home when he had sobered up some and haruki is finding it uh pretty difficult to keep his cool when the person he's had a crush on for like two years has is is just like in his house you know i i feel like that's a pretty reasonable time to be a little bit like okay uh-huh this is a lot
1: <laughs> yeah like i'm surprised they just just didn't have a lot of but um but um but
0: yeah honestly honestly Yo Ayama actually, at this point, has nearly finished the song for Sato uh, to then add lyrics to. And they blast full steam ahead as they have now been invited to a show at the concert venue that Sato actually now has his part-time job at. And uh, so there's a the little montage time, a little bit of a montage. And they're all getting to know each other. They're all working together as a band, making new music. Uh, it's, good. it's a good montage. Good time. Good thing to see. Mm-hmm. Neyui Noyama and the girl who has a crush on him pair up in an art lesson where they have to draw each other's portraits, which would terrify me in art. I'm so glad that I never had to do that in school because like, hey, here's a person that's standing in front of you. Now, like sitting in front of you, you have to draw their face. Like, oh my God, no, thank you. <laughs> Please don't make me do that. And she ends up telling him about Sato's past She the, that she had from a friend she tells him that he was dating a boy, but the boy committed suicide, and Sato is partly to blame. She thinks that he is dangerous to be around. And what did you think at this, at the way that Yama found out about the rumors and about what happened to his old boyfriend?
1: I mean, <sighs> They had to cause drama somehow, so, yeah. I mean, again, with anime storytelling, it was kind of the only logical way to, like, do it and have mm-hmm. it kind of, in my opinion, just kind of form that progression and start to cause that little, like, rift type thing that you just kind of expect to be there in anime. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. it. It made sense, but mm-hmm. still, I was just like... Oh no, why, why, why you gotta do that? Why, why you gotta be jealous?
0: Yeah, I actually was pretty surprised when she just told him directly. I was expecting her to spread rumors around the school.
1: Mm, yeah, don't, don't do that. But also, don't, don't do this in general either. No,
0: (laughs) allow someone to talk about their own past when they want to talk about it. Don't step in and inform people of other people's pasts. Like, that's not okay. Yeah, don't.
1: Don't be jerk.
0: No, episode six is creep, uh, and she immediately apologizes, basically for saying that for saying about him dating a boy, as that part was just the rumor. Um, and she also apologizes for saying that he's dangerous. She's like, just forget that last part. Uh, but she does clarify that a childhood friend of his did die very suddenly, and that that childhood friend's name is Yuki, which is the same name of the owner of the Gibson and uh yeah so she she does apologize the last part was a rumor did you how did you feel about her apologizing and clarifying at the beginning of this episode jerk (laughs)
1: yeah it's just like don't
0: don't you didn't need to say it in the first place yeah
1: like especially if you're going to immediately apologize after and even her like to me the apology felt like insincere yeah it's like don't like don't don't be a jerk
0: yeah, I feel you.
1: I don't. I don't know. Like it's like.
0: Uh... Hiragi comes to Sato's part-time job. Um, so Hiragi is the high school boy that asked him about the Gibson in the street. Not to be confused with Haruki, who is the bassist. So Haruki bass, Hiragi old friend. Um, And Hiragi comes to Sato's part-time job and they grab a drink and they have uh, a bit of a talk and he asks Sato if the reason that he's playing music is because he's trying to be positive or if he just can't move on or basically what's going on with him and why has he started music and why is he playing Yuki's guitar. Sato says that he just doesn't know, to be honest, he's still kind of figuring his shit out. And Hiragi is worried about him, basically, but he doesn't really express his worry very well. Um he kind of expresses it more as confrontation, and um there's a little bit of an aggressive tendency there, but you do get to see the fact that he is just incredibly worried about Sato, who is a childhood friend of his that went through some some mad trauma, and they hadn't seen each other since the funeral uh, since Yuki's funeral. He just disappeared. Sato just like, after the funeral, he just disappeared. He, he left everything behind and, and Hirogi's clearly just concerned. Yama keeps quiet about what he was told, uh, but he talks to Kaiji about how he's feeling, um, when he listens to Sato singing. And Kaiji knows that he has fallen in love a big time. He's like, oh man, I know, I know what you're feeling. And he also, Ends up thinking uh, he reflects on his own life when he hears Yonoyama talking about Sato, and he starts thinking about a violinist who uh, just so happens to look like the one whose place he is staying at right now. Um, when he got home from Haruki's house a couple of episodes back, uh, yeah, he thinks about this violinist who he went to high school with, and um, he's like, he's a really, really high level violinist. Um, and that kind of changed when he met this violinist that I think, yeah, you learn more about later on. So they talk to Sato about him writing the words now to the mostly finished song, but he doesn't really know what to write about. And Oblivious Haruki says, because Haruki is like the one, he's always left out of everything. Like Haruki doesn't know anything about what's going on at all, all the time. Um, And he sometimes saves the day with it, and also sometimes sticks his foot in it. In this case, he sticks his foot in it. Uh, because he says, maybe you should write about a past relationship. And uh, Kaiji beats him up for that. Not that he knows about um, Sato's past relationship, he beats him up for it because he knows that Yama has a huge crush on him, and that would be awkward to uh, be the writer of the, like, the music to a song, that then the lyrics are then written about somebody else when... Um, you're madly in love with that person? Yeah, awkward. <laughs> so, after practice, Haruki and Sato have a conversation where Sato asks what he, he'd he do... Sato asks Haruki what he'd do if someone he cared for suddenly left the world. And Haruki's like, what? Uh, because he's always out of the loop. Days later, Sato is thinking hard about the lyrics, but he's still having trouble finding what to say. So he ends up going to the beach... And when he's there, he says that he isn't lonely. When Sato and Yuenoyama meet at the napping spot, Sato starts talking, saying that he had someone that he really loved. And something. And there's something that he wants to say, but he just doesn't really know how to, how to put it together. And Yuenoyama gets jealous. But, you know, that's, that's the end of that episode. It's just like a whole lot of emotions and things revealed. Episode seven is tumbling dice. Uh, Kaiji fell in love with an incredible violinist when he was in high school. He himself was pretty good, dang good, ranking second place in national competitions, but he quit violin when he heard, uh, Murata, uh, he heard his sound. I'm not really sure what happened, but Kaiji is a freeloader at his place now, and only refers to the relationship in the past tense. So you never actually really find out what happened between the two of them. But it's clear that they were very in love with each other in high school. Um, But then something happened, but they're still close now. And Murata has a new boyfriend and Kaji is kind of open to exploring new relationships. I don't know. He's very hard to read. Because he does things that make you think that he's interested in Haruki, who's madly in love with him. But then he also does things that make you think that he's still in love with Murata. But I think we'll find more about that out in the movie when that's released.
1: Uh, The movie, second season, I don't know. All I feel like is... Plot holes and answers needed.
0: Yes, me too. Agreed. You Yama ends up getting bristly with Sato at practice, um, and they end it early because he's, like, getting all grumpy and fighting and saying, why are you making mistakes that you should know the answer to, and um, uh, ends up having a bit of a not knowing how to deal with his emo- emotions and lashing out and uh he ends up talking to kaiji about whether or not there is something wrong with him for falling for sato but kaiji reveals that he was with a man before years ago which is again murata which explains again that it's all in the past tense because it was years ago when he was in high school and there's nothing wrong with falling in love, which was a really sweet moment of like brotherly affection of just being like, hey, if there's anything like if there's something wrong with you for falling in love with the dude, then there's something wrong with me too. So we're in it together, and it was just like a nice moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayano, who's the the girl who has the crush on uh Yuenuyama and spilled the beans about Sato, um, apologizes and cries because she thinks that Yuenoyama isn't going to talk with her again, but he is very forgiving about that whole circumstance and sato actually overhears them oversees them talking sorry he doesn't know what they're talking about and he comments he makes a comment that you and oyama is very kind and is always kind to everyone even though he just kind of got yelled at by him but you know <laughs> whatever floats your boat um right sato has been uh, improving a lot but with a week to go before the show and no lyrics, they decide to take a break from practice. They have the set pretty tight anyways, so like they all know what they're doing when it comes to their instruments, but uh, Taiji tells Sato that he doesn't think he'll be able to write the lyrics until he confronts his past. He also whispers in Haruki's ear to give Yuenoyama a push. So Haruki told Yuenoyama that he thinks that the reason why Taiji called an end to practice was because he's lost his spark as, like, that was that was the push that he gave him, was, you've lost your spark, dude, you need to go get your music spark back. Um, and if he plays with Sato now, he would just get washed away. He would get overshadowed by his singing. So, what did you think about this mad chess game that uh, <laughs> Taiji is playing?
1: I mean, everybody kind of needs a push. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could have went a lot of ways, though. So he's being like he was being very yeah chess game is the right way to put it because mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot of shit that they were doing here that could have backfired real bad
0: oh yeah yeah he was he's a gambling man
1: <laughs> so yeah i was very i don't know i probably sat with a very quizzled look on my face for a lot of this yeah
0: i i just love the fact that haruki is like oblivious to everything that's going on
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs>
0: He has no clue. He's the oldest. He's the one who put the band together. He's like, he's the founder. He's supposed to know all this stuff. No,
1: he's oblivious to everything. But maybe it's just like, ah, it's going to work itself out in the end.
0: Oh, what did you think about his part-time job of being a hair model?
1: I loved it. I thought it was. <laughs> I was just like, you know, Dude actually has some sick hair. So, yeah, so, like, go for it. The
0: way that they did it, this hairstylist is, is live streaming how to do hair. Um, and he's, like, doing these braids on Haruki, who's his hair model. Um, but they have the chat up on screen, so you can, like, see everyone commenting in the in the chat. It's really funny. Some of the messages that they snuck in there are very funny. I recommend that when you get to that point, you pause and read those messages, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very amusing. And it's like a reoccurring bit throughout the show. It's very funny. Anyway, episode eight is Time is Running Out. Mm -hmm. Hiragi uh, goes to find Sato at his work, but when he can't get a hold of him, he goes to his house. We learn more about the death of Yuki. Um, Yuki and Sato had actually been two peas in a pod since they were very, very young, and they were complete polar opposites of each other. They meshed together kind of like yin and yang, like, Really, really close, but everyone was like, why the heck are they friends? They are complete opposites. But when they get into high school, Sato actually ended up going to a different school from the rest of the group, um, including Hirogi and some of their other friends, and which is the school that he's going to now. But because Yuki got into music, and then because of music and got into a band, uh, he also then got a part-time job, a crack kind of formed in their bond. And they had a meaningless fight over nothing, and two days later, Yuki ended up drinking too much and passed away from alcohol poisoning. Sato ended up actually being the one to find him, and um, he blames himself for the whole situation. Hiragi knows that all Sato wants now is to be forgiven and to feel like he is able to forgive himself. And with the performance here and no lyrics, the band is having it pretty rough right now. Um, And when uh, Yue Noyama says, we'll just go without vocals, Sato fights back. Uh, He fights back and the string on his guitar breaks again because of how strong his grip was. How did you feel about learning all of the backstory between Sato and Yuki?
1: I mean... It was definitely character development that was especially needed going into what the like next episode was going to be, but also mm-hmm. like I don't know. It made me start to I guess sympathize more with main character whose name I stick I can't piece together <laughs> Sato. Yes, I was like, okay, so now that we actually get the full story, everything. It confirmed a lot of my suspicions to actually finally get it too, because like, okay, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it did like cause me to start sympathizing more. I was like, oh, you, you poor bastard.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's another thing about the the two of them. A reason why their bond was so strong from such a young age was both of them were from single parent families. They were both from single moms. And uh, Sato, actually, he had a alcoholic father who was physically abusive with him and his mom. And Yuki was kind of like his salvation from him when he was very, very young and stood by his side even when you get to see his dad being arrested um, and taken away and and Sato becoming now a part of a single-parent family. And um, you get to see the dynamic with the rest of the members in their group in the band, you get to see why the the rift formed and just their bond and and how they develop as how they grew up together and how they developed as people and how it was a stupid mistake. Because up until this point you're believing that it's suicide, but it wasn't suicide. It was a mistake. It was a stupid accident mm-hmm. that Sato now feels incredibly guilty about because he blames himself because if he hadn't had that argument with him then in his mind, uh, he wouldn't have drank and wouldn't have gotten alcohol poisoning and and passed away. But at the end of the day, I mean, Yuki knew that he had a low alcohol tolerance. And I mean, drink with caution, guys. Like, alcohol Mm -hmm. poisoning can happen to anyone, no matter how high you think your tolerance is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But learning it was a mistake was something that I was not, Learning it was an accident was something I was not expecting. I completely thought suicide. I didn't think it was an accident. Mm-hmm. That was quite shocking to me. Anyway, episode nine, A Winter's Story. Yuen Yama runs to a nearby music shop, like, runs to a nearby music shop, to get a new set of strings. And uh, right now, they're, like, supposed to be on stage playing, but the band that's up there has been, like, told, like, hey, uh, one more song. Like, uh, maybe, like, two more. No, just kidding. Like, four more songs, please. Um, so they're up there and they're like, ah, oh, thank you so much for listening. We're now going to head on to the next band." Okay, just kidding. Uh, we're going to be playing a couple more songs. Uh, we're extending our set. I hope you guys aren't too t- tired of us yet. And um, <laughs> and that was pretty funny to see. And while he's out running, while Yurayama is out running, he actually clears his head. Um, and when he gets back, he is finally able to kind of convey his feelings somewhat to Sato. That his sound is kind of all over the place right now, but it's because he's having fun and not just playing the music that's on the page, so his sound is is developing and changing, and it's because Sato is making music fun for him again hiraki uh Hiruki and uh, Kaiji actually have a moment where Kaiji thanks him for always saving him. And tells him that he could be a little bit more conceited. And this is that moment where it's like, hey, you could be a little bit more conceited, is where you think, okay, Kaiji knows about Haruki's feelings, they're gonna have a confession. He's gotten over his ex, like they're gonna have a moment, and then that's all you get, and I'm sad. Um
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I was gonna be like, Oh, it it's gonna be a moment. <laughs> And it's kind of a running joke any time that I'm watching anything with Walker and Bree to where it's like I just be like, Now kith <laughs> yep. I was really expecting that to happen here. She's like, Nope. Nope. Wait <laughs> Way to wait to be a jerk show.
0: <laughs> just... Yep, you get cocktease right here. Yep. Um, so just be aware. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when they actually eventually get up on stage, the mic was left from the last band, um, or kind of left, but also I'm not entirely sure if the other two just like started talking in the hallway and never actually updated their set, so that might have happened as well. Uh, either way, the mic is left. Uh, they, when they, they start playing, they start playing their the song that um, uh, Yama has written and Sato has no lyrics to. But as they start performing, Sato just starts singing. And he moves everyone with the song. And after the song ends, he just walks off stage. And Yuenoyama follows him and congratulates him and kisses him. And it's cute. And then he just, like, returns back to the stage with the rest of the band to finish the set uh, as just an uh, instrumental band. Sato then confesses to, I guess, himself that he isn't lonely, and that he is having fun, and that he loves someone new, and you get to see him kind of accepting that, I guess. I guess he was feeling guilty for having feelings for Ueno-yama when he felt like he was supposed to still be having these feelings for Yuki, but Yuki hasn't been with him for, I think, over a year at this point. And Hiragi tells Sato after the show that Yuki knew that he liked music and wanted to write a song for him, but Sato wanted them to work together uh, and they laugh because he sucks at guitar, um, but he's pretty good at singing uh, but they're like, <laughs> your hands were barely moving while you were up there. Um, but Yuki was the first person to take, and then you also find out that Yuki was the first person to take Sato to the beach so there's like a cute little moment there of, of him kind of getting more back onto a friendship level With Hiragi, um, who was kind of like the third in the trio of him, Yuki, and Sato growing up. So, the big question. The song in context. You already said that you had heard the song previously just on Facebook, but now, with context, how was the song? Chills. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I feel like it would have been even more chills had I not heard the song before. Right. But the second I saw him get on stage, I was like, oh, okay.
0: It's this bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, but still, it was, like, it was, like, a very chilling song in context, because you listen to it, you're just like, oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they played it into a song, but it was very much, like, a, like, telling of his feelings, and the way the crowd describe it is very, like, how the song makes you, as an individual watching the show, feel. hmm Because it does a good job of getting the emotions across, like it was very your line april-esque i guess with like making you feel the emotions that needed to get across mm-hmm. now granted it wasn't the your line april like colors type situation yeah but still it did a phenomenal job of making you feel how it made you want to feel yeah and then the yeah. little moment after the fact i was like oh it's a go!" yeah
0: yeah, I I actually really liked it. Um I think you guys know that I don't really have a huge preference for like J-pop or, or J-Rock or something. It's it's not my genre of music that I tend to gravitate towards most of the time. And I think you guys can tend to know that from my, my ratings of the OP and ED of most shows. Um On that note. <laughs> oh, okay. Um I uh don't remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, okay. I
1: well that, that that's a good enough des- that's a good enough description
0: yeah Mhm. what about you
1: yeah five
0: five yeah i don't remember them
1: not great not memorable i do remember them but barely so yeah five <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I will say that we actually watched this anime quite a while ago because we were supposed to record this last week um, when Dr. Stone Part 2 was coming out. But Brad threw his back out real bad and a bunch of other stuff kind of sprung up. So it got postponed till this week. And because of that, it has been, yeah, quite a while since we actually watched the show. But I, uh, yeah, I have no recollection of the O.P. or E.D.
1: Yeah, Brad is still dealing with back problems.
0: <laughs> oh, that's no fun. Life. <laughs> Life. Uh, but yeah, that was really cute. I did like this section where he just kissed him. And it's really funny later when you find out how he was feeling in that moment. Mm. Um, and yeah, okay. Anyway, let's jump into it because we can discuss it right away. Um, episode 9 is Wall. So you and Oyama's sister wasn't actually even dating Kaiji at all. It was totally unrequited love for, like, the longest time. She confessed to him, and he turned her down right away, but then she was, like, flirting with him throughout, like, the years that she's known him, and then she just chops off all of her hair because, you know, if you want to get over a guy, <laughs> cut off all your hair, apparently. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't... Oh... <laughs>
0: But yeah, after the show, you the, the scene of him remembering the kiss is hilarious. So he's at home, right? He's remembering the show and he's thinking about it. And then he just, uh, he starts replaying the events in his head. And then he just goes, <gasps> I kissed him. Because <laughs> he went on to play a whole like set. Like, it, Sato only played the one song at the beginning. And then he left because of all of the emotions that he was feeling. Um, so he like, uh, Yuanoyama uh, y- uh, went back out to play a whole set afterwards and then, like, mingled with everyone and, and mingled with all the other bands. So I can completely understand how something like that would just, like, slip your mind when you're in performance mode. And then he finally remembers the next morning and it's very funny when he remembers. But yeah, so he's feeling kind of awkward after the show because of that. Um, but Sato is actually sick from school because of the intensity of the show. Uh kind of like a kid who's like, Oh my god, I get to go on a field trip and then the next day I'm gonna blow chunks. That kind of thing. Um and the organizer of the show actually recorded and edited their performance and gave it to Haruki. Iwenoyama uh ends up going to Sato's house to check on him and uh Sato <laughs> the the and when he first opens the door to a 6LT, that's funny. Um, I actually sent a screenshot of that to Brad, and Brad now uses that um, all the time whenever he he needs an appropriate response or anything. Uh, he sends he sends that screenshot. Uh, it's very funny.
1: Yet I use it completely out of context, but it works it does, out yeah. of context.
0: Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so Yorayama goes to Sato's house and Sato says that he wants to write more songs with him and it's like a cute little thing of like, stay with me while I'm sick. Um, And Yorayama being like, no, I need to leave right now because I can't handle this. Like, too many emotions. And Sato being like, just like, hold my hand for a second. And him like, this is too much emotion. And and Sato being like, I want to write more songs (laughs) with you now. I'm going to go to sleep, but you have to stay here until I fall asleep. And him like, ugh. And (laughs) it's a cute dynamic. And, uh, yeah, so the band meet again, and they start to work together with coming up, oh, I put the band meets for meat, uh, which is true, because they met for barbecue. Um, <laughs> they meet for meat, and they begin to working, uh, to work together on coming up with a game plan. They want to change the band name, um, because they came up with the band name, which was The Seasons previously, when it was just the three of them, because they all have names that are based around seasons. Uh, but now there's um Sato's in the band as well. They're like, Okay, well we should change up the name a little bit and uh so they're like, Okay, uh well Sato, do you have any word specifically that you kind of feel like is important to you and important to your music? And Sato said, Well, what about give? Because I was I was given this guitar and and so then uh they I think it's Haruki maybe combines them, uh season and give uh to get give on uh and then given obviously because given is grammatically correct Um, and that's how they come up with the name of the band given season give given and so they also start working on a social media profile and they show the usb which is also another screenshot that i said brad that he now uses uh sometimes the the usb um of the song and they get to see themselves performing and that's kind of cool watching them react to their own performance um and they actually have also been invited to be an opening act at a bigger venue which is cool murata the violinist actually went to the show because sato no um uh kaiji asked him to go and he thinks that Sato has a lot of potential, which was kind of cool to see, like a world-renowned violinist saying that Sato has potential. I thought that was cool to see. Um, Although I really wanted uh, Yama to get some recognition from Murata as well, but he didn't, and I'm sad about that. Um, Mm. Hiragi and Sato end up meeting in a music shop, um, and they're kind of like able to talk to each other completely as normal now, which is really cool to see from friends that were totally distanced because of the tragedy. And Hiragi kinda of get teased gets teased by his friend that's also there, who um I don't know if people are trying to be like, okay, yeah, they're in a relationship too. I don't know, but like uh Hiragi might possibly be in a relationship with that dude who's kind of always following him around as well. Cause if it's a BL anime, chances are all of the boys are together. Like <laughs> if there's a boy, he has a partner. Why not? Why not? Um yeah, I want to start seeing some more BL animes where you have more straight couples and uh gay couples, like, more variety, because I feel like right now BL animes in general tend to be very BL, Um, which I can understand the genre being that mm-hmm. way, like, it's a specific genre that you watch for that, but, like, I feel like we need some more just, like, in general, you know? Anyways, that's a mm-hmm. side point. And Hiragi and Sato, yeah, they meet in the music shop and, yeah, they they talk normally. Sato takes Yama to a new beach that he's never been to before to make new memories with him. And he tells him he loves him and it's very cute. Ah, So
1: cute. (laughs) So
0: cute. And, um, yeah, that's the end of episode 10. Um... What did you think of the confession?
1: About damn time. About
0: damn time.
1: That's about it. But also the reaction and everything. I was just like, aww.
0: Aww. Yeah, uh, I did think that was cute. You actually find out more of the reaction in episode 11, which is called Song 2. Basically, Yama has- he's having an internal war about the response to Sato because he remembers that only six months ago, he was adamantly against a couple getting together within a band because I mean, I think everyone knows the rule that if you're in a band, you don't date within the band because it will break the band up. I mean, rules, are, at- rules. <coughs> rules are rules and you can look at some of the biggest bands in the world for that. I mean like ABBA, for instance, don't date within a band and uh yeah so that's what he he's going on in his head now so he's like okay well uh i guess i'm gonna go to haruki um uh, with sato and ask for permission uh and haruki is not pleased at all but you can also just tell how much this mean. like he can just tell how much this means to them and so he begrudgingly gives them his blessing uh, but he also asks what uh, Kaiji thinks. And this is only then when he finds out that he orchestrated the whole thing. <laughs> this is when Hiaraki finally finds out about all of the plans and that he was pulling strings behind the scenes for this entire time. Um, which is very amusing. But it also makes me wonder if one of the reasons why Haruki actually has never confessed to Kaiji uh, to Kaiji. It's because of the fact that they were in a band together. So for two years, he may have had this unrequited love, or this, like, want to confess but never had because of the the rule to never date within a band. And now he's having to give blessing to somebody else in his band. Like, that must kind of suck.
1: Yeah, yeah, I could see that.
0: Mm-hmm. But anyway, he gives his blessing and uh, gets really frustrated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, school starts to kind of wrap up now for the year and Sato and Yu Oyama are kind of awkwardly progressing in their teenage romance. And Sato is also reaffirming his friendships with his old friends. And that's really good to see. And they end up having a photo shoot to get some band pics, but they can't stop laughing. Um And it's very, like, there's some good, like, I guess kind of like behind the scenes shots or like little moments that you get to see at the end of this episode, which is really fun. And I like the idea of having just some, I always say filler because it's at the very end and it's not really filler because it does kind of give you information on how they're working as a band but it's also not relevant to the romance really and yeah so you get to see them working on a promo shoot for pics for the band and celebrating Haruki's birthday by pieing him in the face Um, and you also get to see them posting a lot more on social media and getting a bit more of a social media following and Haruki kind of resigns himself to the fact that he won't ever have more of a crush more than a crush on Kaiji and uh, ends up wishing him for a girlfriend himself. And the show ends with you and Oyama asking Sato what kind of song he wants to write next. And that is the end of the season. What did you think about Haruki and, and at the end just being like, oh, well, I guess it's not happening for me? And then the show ending.
1: Set up for later
0: set up for later i think their development is going to happen in the movie
1: although i am also waiting for everything to fall apart
0: yeah
1: because you can't have the good times without the bad
0: yeah it was kind of a bit smooth sailing towards the end
1: Mm -hmm. but also i don't know i'm getting a very like bunny girl senpai-esque feeling of you know the movie's just probably going to fuck things up. Because mm-hmm. it's got to give set up for more. Because Given has, like, it's still going. So there's going to be more anime. The show was very well received. So there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. So excited to see how things get fucked up. Yeah,
0: me too. So what did you think of your first BL anime?
1: I enjoyed it. It was it's definitely an enjoyable time. I feel like it made me enjoy it a lot more because of the music aspect. And I really enjoy music animes. yeah. yeah. So it got me more invested, for sure. But You're also
0: quite the romantic in general.
1: Yeah, I am. Like, I enjoy my little slice of life, rom-com type yeah. animes. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I'd give it a seven.
0: A seven? I'm kind of with mm. you. Um, I feel like the first two songs, or like the first two moments where Sato is singing, they're supposed to be really impactful and super emotional. And it didn't hit that way for me. And same as you, it didn't hit that way. And that obviously deta- detracts points. But there were a couple things in the animation that I really enjoyed. For instance, mm. um, I really, really enjoyed that whenever a character is having an internal ex- like explosion, they actually have an internal explosion. I thought that was such a cool little thing in the animation. Um, if you haven't seen the show and you're just listening to the podcast... The best way to describe it is it kind of, they turn them 2D, I guess, and they do a puff of smoke explosion, but only within the character itself. Like, they don't go out into the world at all, so the explosion mm-hmm. is completely within the outline of that character, and it mm-hmm. was it's such a good little animation quirk. I, I don't know if that's actually in the manga because it might have been drawn in the manga and then they animated it into the show. If it was, that was such a smart move because it completely depicts the emotions without having to say anything, without having to allude to anything. It was such a smart move and I have to give hats off to that because I don't think I've seen anything like that in a show previously that so perfectly captures the internal emotions of a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I did also quite like the humour that there was throughout the show. I thought there was a lot of good humour and I did like some of the character development I just feel like I wanted more I guess I don't know maybe it's just because it was only 11 episodes and I feel like recently we've been watching a lot longer animes and or movies and so I feel like they tend to go a little bit more in depth than this one was I felt it was kind of a bit surface level and it might be mainly because it's only focused around one character's backstory as well
1: I feel like it was just rushed like I feel like they didn't know how the anime was gonna go Mm -hmm. so they didn't know if they were gonna get a second season or film or whatever so they just rushed through it right and like here's the thing like the concert and the kiss and everything taking place in what episode eight yeah i was like there's still three more episodes i agree like calm down
0: Yeah, I agree. I did think that that placement was odd. I actually didn't notice it the first time that I watched the anime, but going through and taking notes, when I was like, notes on episode eight, oh, this is happening here? What happens after this? Because I had no recollection of what happened after that moment.
1: And like, that was the thing for me too. Like, Crunchyroll, like, bigged up that concert as being like huge. Mm -hmm. So whenever I got to it, I was just like, whoa. Because I keep an accurate count of like, how many episodes of the show there are. So, I I mean, for one, I can know when I need to start binging because you and I have a really bad habit of waiting till the last fucking minute mm-hmm. before we actually start watching the stuff for the podcast. Yeah. So I was keeping a count, and then I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Why is this here? Why is this here, and there's still three more episodes? I don't... What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I definitely think that there is a lot of room for more, and I feel like this show has a lot of potential to get a lot better. Um, if, for instance, they they are approved for a second season after the movie, I'm excited to see the movie. I think the movie is going to give us a lot more information on the other members of the band, and on Yuno Yama, who is like our main, he's our protagonist, he is our main character, and we know next to nothing about him because this entire show was based on Sato, right? So, like, I don't know anything about him. And he's supposedly a guitar prodigy, right? Like, I want to know his story. And so I feel like we might get a lot more of that in the movie. And I feel like if they do do a second season, they're going to have a lot more freedom to be able to dive into more backstories and stuff. I feel like, for me, this was a very manga adapted to an anime as opposed to a fully fleshed out anime idea that was taken from a manga. You know what I
1: mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what
0: it feels like. Because, like, with, for instance, Dr. Stone, which follows the manga very, very closely, it doesn't feel like I'm watching a manga. It feels like I'm watching an anime that was fully fleshed out and thought out, and they added in the extra things that you don't get in a manga because of the fact that it's still page to page, you know, and you miss out on a lot of the dialogue, and, and it's very simple. It's not, there's not a, a lot to it as a manga, a lot of base to it, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it can only go so far, I guess, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it feels like with Dr. Stone and your name and whatnot, like, they're, like, such a labor of love, I guess. hmm Like, it's just, I don't know, it's like the difference between, like, restaurant and then Mama's cooking, I guess, is a way to look at it. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, that kind of, difference between the styles if that makes sense
0: yeah i i just feel like um i don't know i feel like there was a lot more that could have been done to make it more you know to take those moments and make them more powerful to like i didn't cry while watching it and i feel like there's a lot of um content in here that should have made me cry and like for instance Mm -hmm. I always talk about the fact, like, earlier in this podcast I was talking about the fact that I find heavy animes to be very emotionally draining. Watching this, I'm not emotionally drained. The first time I watched it, I probably was more, considering I didn't know what was going to happen. And I think I did cry once, first time I watched it. This time, no, I didn't. And, I mean, I was definitely, like, moved by it. I definitely think it was an emotional thing to have happened, but I don't connect with it as deeply as I do other animes.
1: hmm Agreed.
0: Even though the content is is darker than a lot of other animes that I watch, and deeper, and should I should have more of an emotional response. I don't
1: know. I just feel like it was poorly paced. hmm Like, if they had paced it better and spread out certain things, like, my biggest issue that I feel like I had with the actual storytelling of the show was you have that concert, and the kiss like right back to back mm-hmm. like you put two things that are supposed to be like huge pivotal points in the show
0: in, in the same eight.
1: episode and within a five minute span of one another yeah to where i was just like hold up that's not how this is supposed to go mm-hmm. it'd be like if you watched all the last of us cutscenes like one after another without playing all the stuff to get to that point it's just like If you don't give huge moments room to breathe, then they're not going to have the same level of impact that you want them to have. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think if I were to make improvements on this season, I would have changed the two songs that he was singing. Maybe change the circumstances around it as well. I understand that it was supposed to be like a tune that he had stuck in his head, but... Maybe the first time he, uh, maybe not maybe not the first time he had him sing, but the second time he sang, maybe if I had him actually sing a song, even if it was a song that was like already written. I don't know. I feel like they should have made that, those two moments more pivotal.
1: Yeah. Or honestly, like even if he had like started with some sort of lyrics to it, like he had even been trying to like think of ways to fill it out, I guess, or maybe even place the flashback of how he got that stuck in his head in between the two then it might have seemed more impactful to me. But both times, even though that second time had just a little bit more emotion to it. It wasn't there. No. Like it definitely wasn't there. And I didn't feel like it was the song was phenomenal, but that was just kind of like mediocre to good at uh-huh. best.
0: And I and I don't think it's the fault of the singer. I think it's
1: No. I think it's just like the story and everything presented around it.
0: Yeah. I don't no. I don't think the singing was pleasing to the ears, but I I just don't think that it was mixed properly, or or the tune was right for the singer's vocals,
1: or... Yeah, like, something about it just seemed... Off. Off, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know, and that really kind of threw me. I'm going
1: to talk myself into dropping to, like, a 6.5.
0: Oh, no! No, I don't, I don't want to just, like, rip on it, because I did really enjoy well,
1: it. like, it's... Yeah, like, I enjoyed it too, but the more we sit here and talk about it, the more I'm noticing flaws towards like, is it really a 7?
0: <laughs> yeah, I...
1: Because it was really good, and I, like, this is something to where, if you're an anime fan, go out and watch it. But it's not something that I could just, sh- like, randomly go up to somebody and be like, watch this.
0: Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to rate it probably around a 6.5 as well to be honest even though I did really really enjoy it like this is the thing is I don't want to say that it was a bad anime because I really enjoyed it I just can't rank it way up there with with things that I I love you know and I feel like I'm so lenient when it comes to um ranking things in our in our one to ten scale I rate things really really high and then I think back on it and I'm like Wow, I can't compare it to this other anime, or I can't, like, I don't know. I I tend to get off of things on a high, and I'm like, oh my god, it was amazing. And then I think about it critically, and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe not. This is one that I I genuinely enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. So it's definitely above a five, because if it's below a five, then I didn't like it. Or it's like five is neutral, I guess. If five is neutral, on a pure emotional scale of how much I liked it, it was probably like an eight. I don't know. Like I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. I thought it was fun. I left off watching it thinking, "Oh my god, that was so cute!" And they're a cute little couple. And um, I enjoy. I enjoyed that. I had a good time, you know. And so yeah, I'd probably rate it an eight. But when it comes to like critically thinking about it, the things that they should do to improve it, I'm probably gonna say a six or a six point five because. I mean, I really love some of the editing techniques they put in there. I thought that the the song that they had was really good. The opening, the ED weren't great. Um, the animation style was good. They had some really good moments in there with the animation. The the ca- side characters they're pretty funny. You know, there's some good side characters in there. There's some good emotional development from them. There's stereotypical anime tropes though that I think are. And it weren't necessary to the storyline that, like, for you, for instance, completely gave away the plot of the story because you already knew what it was going to be because of the stereotypical anime tropes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 6 or 6.5 on a technical aspect, but an 8 for how much I had fun with it, I guess.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this podcast has kind of, like, ruined me on how I look at everything now. (laughs) Because, like, whenever somebody asks me, like, how I feel about something, I, like, start to get really critical over things now. Mm -hmm. And it's to where, even with your line April and your name, like, I legitimately tried to critique it. And so it's the same thing with The Last of Us, too. Like, people have asked me what I thought about it, and I'll just be like, like, I have to legitimately sit and think about what I think about things. And with this, I was just like, okay. Like, it was good, and I enjoyed it, but there's a lot that didn't hit the way that I think they wanted it to hit, Mm -hmm. and also just things that I think they could have... There's a lot that can be improved upon, and I like I genuinely hope the film improves on a lot of it and they manage to write a lot of the not necessarily wrongs, but just things that I think need improvement in a sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm with but you still
1: like for my first trip into the BL category, it was good. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely had a good time watching it. And it's definitely something that I can look forward to more of what's to come. But like I said, as far as like, I think recommendability has a lot, to do with like what goes into my ratings as well and like i said it's not something to where i just be like go up to anybody and be like oh you should get into anime here watch this yeah although one thing i will say dr stone was one of those that kind of shocked me on how you can get anybody into it Mm -hmm. because i've i've gotten another friend hooked in between like the dr stone recordings and this one so it's like it's definitely i don't know if this podcast has sounded interesting to you please by all means go watch this anime it was it was good fun it was a really good watch and it definitely has like heartwarming and heart-wrenching moments without a doubt but yeah it it falls in music terms it falls a little flat (laughs) in some areas
0: (laughs) yeah no i i i don't know i i'm definitely excited for the film i think i probably am gonna read the manga i enjoy what the idea is behind it. And I think it has a lot of potential. I just think that it's... It's... I think it has... Yeah, I think it has a lot of potential. I'm excited to see where it goes. I am looking forward to watching the movie. Like, I'm definitely going to watch it as soon as it comes out and as soon as I have it available to me. And I enjoyed it both times that i watched it do i think i'm gonna watch it again maybe i don't know it's pretty easy watch considering it's covering such heavy subject matter but again i don't necessarily think that's a good thing that it's easy to watch when it's covering such heavy subject matter i feel like it shouldn't be easy to watch when it's covering such heavy subject matter but it kind of is Mm -hmm. and yeah that's why i'm i'm rating it the way that i am but, um, yeah, I might, wa- I might watch it again. I think it's pretty rewatchable. But again, yeah, I don't think I'm going to recommend it to a-, a bunch of people to watch. I think it has a very specific target audience and I think it would very much entertain the people of that specific target audience. I would have liked to have seen it maybe a little bit more, um, music and rock music focused, like a little bit more band focused mm-hmm. because Out of 11 episodes, having one song played? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I needed more music. For a music anime, I needed more music. Oh, yeah. I understand the significance of it, but if I had even just heard, like, another band play. Or, like, um, Yuki's band play, because he was in a band before he died. Like, if we had heard his band play, I think that would have been a really emotional moment in a flashback or something. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) Rambling about this.
1: (laughs) But yeah I think that I think that wraps up everything that we have to talk about for this episode. Do you have anything that you want to add before we start plugging everything? No,
0: I think I think I have gotten out all of my word vomit that I needed to on the subject.
1: Okay, well, as far as our Union mandatory plugs go, <laughs> you can find the absolutely lovely blue lavender. Monday through Saturday, except for Wednesdays, because that's whenever we record this lovely little podcast on Twitch from 8 to 10 Mountain Standard Time, unless she likes to go on a little rambly rant at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender with an A. You can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at blue lavender STM. And she also runs a very adorable Instagram for her adorable pup, at the best, Tilly Bean.
0: Yes, I do. And uh, if you are interested in the deep voice that has been accompanying me, uh, that is attached to, funnily enough, Brad. Um, <laughs> you can find Wait, him. What? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I'm confused. Funnily enough, that that deep <laughs> voice is yours. Who would have thunk it? Um.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I am. Um, I feel like my third eye has officially awakened. I have become oh. sentient. What is this? Um. <laughs>
0: yeah uh but yeah if you want to find him he does occasionally stream um on twitch recently he's actually been streaming a lot more since the last of us has come out um, part two um, you can find him over on Twitch um, at Brad Carter Gaming you can also find him on the Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming and he also runs uh and Anime's Instagram um, at b Anime the Twitter is also at b Anime he also has a very funny uh, cactus Instagram that is at the adorable prick which always makes me laugh and you can go <laughs> over there and catch some cacti pics because we all need them in our life
1: Oh yeah, everybody wants to see adorable cacti, and everybody needs a good laugh.
0: Everybody wants to see a cacti.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But... Yeah, I believe that wraps us up. So, oh,
0: unless you want to check out our archives, then you can go on to babanime for all of our previous episodes, and head on over to our YouTube channel, um, where we have all of our previous episodes with some brand new fancy looking thumbnails. Um, uh, very much thanks to Pixels who hangs out in my chat on stream and in Brad's chat on stream who made our thumbnails for us. Uh, mad shout out to you. They look sick.
1: Yeah, those those thumbnails are awesome. I cannot be more pleased with them. Like, yeah, oh. Super awesome, Segoy.
0: Much Super Segoy.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> Much Segoy. Much Segoy. Mucho Segoy. Uh, <laughs> I uh-huh. can speak multiple languages. Si. Um.
1: <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. But anyways, I think that's everything.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's everything. So you can catch us next week for an absolutely phenomenal, spirited away. My favorite Studio Chibli film out of the out of their absolutely massive set of archives yeah you can definitely look forward to that and yeah i think that wraps us up so thank you all so much for listening blue and i greatly appreciate it we will catch y'all next week for spirited away but until then bye
0: bye.